right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Tuesday night, and that is time for the Russell Talk Podcast. And Joe, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing pretty good. I got myself my Budweiser. I got my Russell Talk Podcast mug. I'm good to go. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready like Freddy eating some spaghetti. Alrighty. I'm like the Night Owl Jr. <laughs> All right. Well, Night Owl has informed us that he is having a, a few issues here, but he will be joining us shortly. So let's go ahead and get this thing kicked off the way we always do, Joey. And, you know, that starts off with our introduction here, our brand new introduction we got going. Just as soon as I find it on this board. There it is. Got my super shirt on. Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. That's right. That's right. That's right. Oh, my goodness. We've got quite the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Quite the freaking show. Jerron Mills, the, the, the administrator and head creator of the FWWC, is going to be joining us. And here are our hardcore house. And we have Adam Pina going to join us tonight. So that. Should be a very interesting interview. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. But before we do anything, you know, the one thing we have to do. We have to hear Carl Lewis sing. That's right, because we have to pay homage to the best damn country around. And that is America, damn it. Damn it. Every single time I hear that, I keep hoping that one day he's going to do it good. One day he's going to sing the song good and it never happens. I I think he's going to do it. One day, Joey. One day. One day. That's all that I want is just one day. Shout out to uh, Anthony there, Big T, watching on Facebook. Good to hear from you there, Man, I ain't seen him for a while. Wonder what he's been up to. What so, if it's still Big T's yard? 
So, Joey, before we before we really get into our high spots or anything, yes, you know, the professional wrestling suffered a, a major loss here within that the past did. couple of days. So, we lost Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondorf. And uh, I think before we get into anything else, we should uh, honor Mr. Wonderful with the 10-bell salute. Very good. He rest in peace. Absolutely. Former uh, member of the Rest of Talk podcast family. I'll never forget when we had Mr. Wonderful on. Uh, I was uh, was actually I, I think I was coming home from bringing from taking my wife to uh, a uh, a test in DC, and uh, we were on the way home, and we were uh, doing the Rest of Talk podcast, and we had Mr. Wonderful. And that was the same night that we had uh, Tony Blanchard on. And I don't even think we were really, really supposed to have Mr. Wonderful on. I think it just somehow it just happened. And I was like, heck yeah. Yeah, that that's amazing, you know, having Mr. Wonderful on the show. Yeah, that, that obviously was before I came into the show. But I would love to have been there for that interview. He, he was a wonderful guy. <laughs> not to not to steal from his name there, but you know, he was a great guy and you know, I, I would have mm-hmm. loved to have actually met him, you know. So Yeah. Thoughts go out to his family. Exactly. Thoughts and fears. Uh man. So. All right, Bill. All well, right, we well, say we get into a little bit of high spots here, Joe. That's what I was gonna say. Let's let's do it. Let's get into some high spots. My check, my check. Yeah. All right, all right. Some uh, Wrestle Talk podcast high spots, man. There's so much stuff that 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 we could talk about, and I guess that one thing that that I kind of want to hit on is, uh, man, Malachi Black, Alistair Black, signed with AEW. He debuted on, uh, I believe, Wednesday, so. That's that's absolutely amazing. I think that it, it was a huge debut. Um, I'm interested to see what's going to happen. 
with man with Malachi blanket blanket looks like he's going after Cody Rhodes already like that's like his first target apparently I, I I'm sure that we'll find out why soon enough and you know AEW's been doing some pretty pretty big things and they say that they've got a somebody coming that's going to be bigger than Malachi Black and the man formerly known as Andrade. Exactly, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers says, except for the part where he kicked on Anderson in the face. Well, on Anderson shouldn't have been in the ring. We can't hear you, JP. Technical there difficulty. There we go. There we go. But yeah, I, I agree. He probably shouldn't have been in the ring when he was there. And, you know, but things happen and referees miss things. And, you know, it, stuff just happens when you're in the Referees do miss things. We do miss miss things. And you know what? I want to get into something since it's just, just you and me. Last week at WDWA, there was a wrestling match between Viper and Bobby Page. And in this match, yours truly was the referee. And there was a part where Bobby Page and Viper were both going back and forth with the belt. And Bobby Page ended up hitting me with the belt. I was knocked out. Some reason, the other referee came running down. Billy, referee Billy came running down, made the one, two, three. And everybody's mad at me because I reversed the decision because I got hit. But, you know, Billy was the senior referee at the time. And he came down. He made the decision. You were incapacitated. It doesn't matter. I was still the referee of the match. And at the end of the night, that was my match. And I had every right to reverse the decision, and that's exactly what I did. A lower referee cannot reverse the decision of the senior referee. No, the ref- that referee was not involved in the match. Plain and simple. But anyways, I digress. I digress. But, you know, Joe, back back to what you were talking about with Malachi Black, because we're, yes. we're going to get nowhere with that, with that subject. That's if right. We're not. We're, we are not. Let's get back to Malachi Black. Wait for so, the night out to show up. Getting getting back to Malachi Black there. You know, he... Did, did you notice that he didn't have to wait the 90 days? The 90 he day did no not. Date? He did and, not. And the reasoning behind that was because in NXT, it is not a 90-day non-compete clause in your contract. It is... I believe a 30 day, 30 day non-compete clause. Mm-hmm. And when he came from NXT to the main roster, it was supposed to be changed to 90 days, but somebody somewhere overlooked that. Somebody screwed up. Yeah. There was a clerical error. Somebody and, really screwed up. I can promise you Vince was not happy about that. Oh, I guarantee he's not happy that they could already grab Malachi Black like that before anybody else and 
you know, he had the opportunity to compete before 90 days is up. And mm-hmm. I actually wouldn't put it past Vince to go say 80, maybe even the 89th day and then say, I'll oh, come on back over here just because he wouldn't want him on AEW. Well, I, I think that if I'm not mistaken, Triple H was not happy about, about Alistair Black being released in the first place. And I think that he was was trying to talk to him to come back, not to the main roster, but to NXT. And obviously, that didn't work out. So, Yeah, so uh, I, I think somebody may be either having to come up with a really good How that got overlooked, or somebody's probably going to lose their job. One or the other. Right? All right, and, uh, and some other things here. What did you think of Monday Night Raw last night and Bobby Lashley's shocking loss? Last you know, I, I think that that this loss for Bobby Lashley was kind of the kick in the butt that he needed. I think that he has, uh, at to this point, he he has kind of uh, been slacking off. Like he's allowed this whole uh, thing with uh, uh, this uh, MVP in the Players Lounge and all the women to get to his head. And I think that last night when he destroyed the Players' Lounge, we saw Bobby Lashley that we hadn't seen for quite some time. And I feel kind of bad for Kofi Kingston because he's going to kill Kofi. He's going to destroy him. I was uh, quite surprised at all that. But but you're right. We haven't seen that Bobby Lashley in a long time. And to see the fire... Looking forward to uh, seeing that match at the pay-per-view and seeing how that all turns out. Right? So, what else you got for us, Joe? Yeah, it, it's, it's been uh, freaking crazy. Uh, you know, and, and leading up to the money in the uh, bank, and uh, I'm interested to See, you know, who's who's going to win because, you know, it could be Ricochet. It could be Matt Riddle. It could be, uh, man, it could be uh, freaking Drew McIntyre. It could be Kevin Owens. <laughs> um, And if Drew McIntyre wins, does he stay on Monday Night Raw or does he go after the, the uh, champion of SmackDown who could easily be Edge? Or Roman Reigns. Yeah. So it, it's going to be interesting to see who gets that money in the bank contract. And yeah. I, although I kind of look for it to come down to where. Uh, sorry, something else just drew my attention now. I lost my train of thought there. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see the money in the bank contract. And I believe we have Al here with us. So 
Hey now, how are you doing? What's up? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? <laughs> yes! John, let me just say, bro, like man to man, this show would not be what it is, especially in this last year, without you and all the additional effort that you put into putting our production together, man. I know you had your hands full, and I just want to say publicly as well as privately, Thank you, and we love you, bro. You know what we didn't do, John? What didn't we do? We didn't talk about the sponsors of the Buster Talk podcast. Oh, no, we did not. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. There you go, Renee. Why don't you kick it, kick it off and tell us about the sponsors of the Buster Talk podcast. All right, no problem. And guess what? Your boy here doesn't even need the ticker because I love our sponsors so much. That I could do it with my eyes closed. And I guarantee you guys, I'll get like seven out of eight of them or six out of seven. Watch. <laughs> First and foremost, Royal Mills Transportation, covering all your transportation needs in the greater Kansas City area. Also, Rathbum Engraving. I'm going to uncover my eyes for a second. These mugs, guaranteed to make your drink taste 17.5% better are brought to you by Rathbum Engraving. That's $20 plus shipping. Hit us up, and we'll get one out to you. Also, Kincaid Oak Park Mall, where we're hosting SummerSlam. Esports Bar, where we were hosting our events. Everything Combat, Pat Milicic, Jeffrey Wilson, we love you guys. Uh, also, Painter's Dream Production. If you guys ever been to WrestleTalkPodcast.com, Painter's Dream Production is uh, responsible for hooking us up with all the technology we need to have our very own website. Uh, also, and I'm trying to remember them all, FWWC, which we're going to be talking a lot about here in the first hour with our first featured guest, Dewan Mills. And, okay, we got two more. We got I-70 Sports Media, shout out to the maestro, and our newest sponsor... Right here, based out of Kansas City, that's me, Fiesta, KC Rentals, for all your party rental needs. There you go. Did I get them all? You got them you all? got them all. You got every <laughs> single one of them. All that's right, why I so, make the little bucks. So right now, we, we've been doing high spots, and and here's what I wanted to ask. Last week, you weren't able to be here, and last week was Wrestle Madness. With the Road Warriors, ended up winning... The entire damn thing. They beat Demolition? Out of all the... Really? Out of all the tag teams... <laughs> Got him! Got him! <laughs> I will end Wrestle Madness. Do you think that the Road Warriors were, was a good pick for the winning Well, b- Before I answer that, let me just say... That you guys dismissed the Young Bucks way too early. That's my number one. Number two, to the committee. Okay, Joe, we can have that argument later if you want. (laughs) About why I think the Young Bucks should have been around longer. The committee was ruthless. Putting NWO versus DX in the first round. I mean, that's a toughie, right? But I did see that the NWO won. I think you guys made the right choice. And... Jeremy's take, the maestro, was so good that it actually made it to the clip. You, got, I don't know if you guys saw the clip of mm-hmm. Maestro's yeah. take. So we're going to take little snippets, the best snippets out of the show every week. It might be yours truly, it might be Hardcore Hoss, it might be Nightmare Jones. 
We're going to give you guys little snippet versions of the Wrestle Talk podcast for those of you guys who can't watch the whole show. We understand he goes two, two and a half hours. Not everybody's got that time available. Though, if we are in podcast version, okay, Google Podcasts, iTunes, hit us up while you're at the gym or whatever. Like, we're here for you. The Wrestle Talk podcast is here for y'all. But anyway, let me answer your question, Joe. I think there's really only three teams that could have realistically been considered for the number one spot. I think the Legion of Doom is one of those teams. Okay, I think the Rock and Roll Express is one of those teams. And believe it or not, I have to admit, I think the New Day is one of those teams. So if one of those three teams didn't win, then I would have had a bigger problem with the list than I did. But I was personally mad. No Usos, no Briscoes. I'm like, bro, for real? I mean, come on, dog. Like, that's one of my... What about Kazarian and Christopher Daniels? They've been tagging for 20 years. They weren't on the list. So, I mean, there was... A, it, no no Mexican teams? Not one team from AAA or uh, a CMLL? So, I mean, it's hard when you only have 64 slots. I really genuinely think it could have been like, um, like 120 teams, and we still would have had a hard time figuring it out. So, but yes, Demolition, dude... Um, I was right up there, but yeah, I think LOD, Legion of Doom, I mean, it's hard to beat them. You guys know how much I love LOD. I know how much everybody here loves LOD. It's still the cover, or used to be the cover of our Facebook fan page right at the top. So, you guys already know we're all a bunch of uh, LOD marks. So, I don't think you can really go wrong with that selection, Jonesy. That's just me being honest. There you go. There you go. And what did you think about Malachi Black? Debuting for AEW. Oh, like, shit. I mean, <laughs> and, and not just debuting, but most wrestlers have a 90-day no-complete. But Alistair, a.k.a. Malachi Black, never got upgraded from NXT. So he still had a 30-day no-complete cause. Okay, can, can we just agree with this statement? Kayfabe is truly dead. I mean, just truly, and let me let me say why I say this. So this mysterious man, and, and I'm a commentator. I, I don't know, maybe average, slightly above <laughs> average. <laughs> I do a little commentary work here and there. Shout out really? to uh, um, uh, the Extreme Wrestling Center. Shout out to KCXW. Shout out to XWE for giving me work. Shout out to MEW. Um, how do you know the guy's name, Excalibur? This is supposed to be someone, you said, this is Tommy End. We don't know who this is. This person's different. That by the end of your paragraph, you give the guy's name away. So it's like, this is supposed to be a mystery. This is supposed to be somebody that we've never seen before. This is supposed to be someone new to the MEW audience. And Haas, he's like, it's Malachi Black. It's Malachi Black. I'm like... So did he stop by the concession stand with, like, that death worshiper look on his face and grab a couple of, like, garlic bread rolls and he's like, yo, what's up? I'm, like, Alistair Black, formerly Alistair. I mean, I don't know. Like, if he's a new guy and nobody's ever seen him before, who is this? Why do you eventually tell us his name at the end of your paragraph? Like, I, I that kind of took some of it away from me. I would have loved it. For them to have left it like, we have no idea who this is. Who is this guy standing toe-to-toe with Cody Rhodes? He knocked out Arn Anderson with one kick. We've never seen anybody ever, 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 ever do that. But then, like, it's like Excalibur. Yeah. Like, like George. Lo- I was at a George Lopez comedy deal one time. 
I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you guys a quick story. And I was on the fourth row, and we're sitting right in front of my uh, wife's, like, high school rival, this chick named Ramona. And we were watching George Lopez, and I'm a big George Lopez fan for obvious reasons. And he started to go into some jokes that I had heard before. So I kind of got ahead of him on the joke and kind of gave away the punchline, which you're not supposed to do really at a comedy show or anywhere else. Well, as soon as I did that, he kind of looked right over at me. It's like the light shined right on my face. And he goes, hey, you puto. He's like, you're one of those guys, the quick shooters, huh? You can't hold it in. You got to let it out. So he embarrasses me in front of like 10,000 people at this comedy freaking show. And I felt like a total asshole. I hope that's exactly how Excalibur felt. Because, bro, leaving a little bit of mystery to those few fans that have never even heard of Tommy End, who've never even heard of Aleister Black, I think that would have been the ticket. And I hate when they spoil shit like that. They (laughs) shoot off a little bit too quickly and don't save the surprise, man. Excalibur was acting like a total mark. And I really hated it. <laughs> I really hated it, but I mean, obviously, having somebody of that caliber in AEW now only takes the ante up like another level. So I'm not going to hate on it completely, but I thought that Excalibur did that whole segment a terrible disservice. Yes. And, you know, we, we got your thoughts on the rest of the uh, high spots that we talked about while we were waiting. Uh, let's get your thoughts on the other high spot here and see what you think here. We were at a match this past weekend. Oh, okay. Here we go. WDWA. Joe, take Joe a deep breath. <laughs> Joe looks like he's getting anxious right now. <laughs> In the middle of the match, Viper, the light heavyweight champion, introduces the belt into the match. Mm-hmm. It gets ripped away from him. Joe is inadvertently hit with the belt by Robbie Page. You mean Ref Joe? Ref Joe. Yes, Ref okay, gotcha. Joe. Not Nightmare Jones, that's somebody completely different. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> he, he is knocked incapacitated. Mm-hmm. The senior referee for the night comes running out. And Robbie Page ends up getting the three count. Robbie Page is announced the winner. Mm-hmm. Joe rips the belt from Robbie Page once he gets up and says, Nope, you hit me with the belt, you're disqualified, and gives it back to Michael. That's right. Hit me with the belt. Disqualification, automatic disqualification. Okay, hold on, so time out. Rip me with the belt. Automatic disqualification. So the challenger hits you with the belt, or the champion hits you with the belt? The challenger hit me with the belt. So he stole the champion's belt, hit you with it, won the match, but then you said, no, if you hit the ref, you're done, you're out of here. That's right. Okay, now, did you see him hit you? Yes, I was right there. Okay, so then the other ref came in, counted to three, when it should have been a disqualification the moment he hit you. Exactly. I gotta, I gotta agree with Joe here, John. I'm sorry. Like, oh, I'm with Joe. I'm with Joe. Thank you. <laughs> it doesn't matter if Viper brought the belt in and if they were going back and forth with with, with the belt. With Bobby Pace trying to take the belt, when he ripped the belt, Viper let go. He came flying back, hit me with the belt. That is an automatic disqualification. I was the referee of that match, so therefore, 
any call was my call, not the senior referees. And, and John, why do you think that's not a... Is it because your guy, the guy you like, lost? Is that why? Senior referee. I mean, but you can't you can't throw out the tape, bro. Shout out California. What? Hold on, guys. Shout out um, St. Louis. Shout out Kansas City. Shout out Virginia. Shout out West Virginia. Shout out California. We're gonna be talking about St. Louis a little bit more here in just a few minutes because I don't know if you guys covered the NWA news. Did you guys talk about that yet? No, we haven't. We we did not. Oh, that's gonna be huge. But anyway, yeah, I'm with Joe on this one. I'm sorry. You, you can't ignore the tape. You can't. Boom! Thank yeah. you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I mean, in wrestling, you can ignore the tape, but I, I don't know. Eat Maybe. it, John. <laughs> Eat it, JP. Eat it. <laughs> suck it, suck it, suck it. Suck it. <laughs> Actually, the, the saddest part of it was, after that, Joe got a bigger pop the rest of the night than half of the competitors. I did. Everybody hated me. <laughs> See, that, that, that I can't stand for. When the ref gets more over than the wrestlers, that like, shit pisses instance, me off. I stayed in the back doing intermission. I didn't go out doing intermission because they 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 were like, "Dude, you're getting so much heat. You're gonna stay into the back when you come out for your first match. The heat's gonna be ass." And oh, it definitely was. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure. I'm sure this is what everybody heard when Joe drove away for those fans that felt like is their guy got screwed. Shots fired! Shots fired! <laughs> they were probably shooting at Joe's car, throwing beer cans and all kinds of shit. <laughs> all right, so real quick, I want to hit you guys with a high spot. And thank you guys all for being here, by the way, whether you're watching on YouTube, uh, Facebook, and I think we're on Periscope, which is tied to Twitter. So thank you guys all for being here. Last high spot, I'm going to make it quick. It's going to be kind of a one-word answer from everybody on the panel, and then we'll bring on our first featured guest of the evening. And if we have some generic, like, hip-hop music or something, Hoss or something good, can we play that for our first guest? Because I think he deserves it. So anyway, here's my hot spot. Wrestling returns to the chase. Uh, I believe somewhere in the mid-50s is when they started running shows and it went straight through the 70s. For a long time, St. Louis was considered the wrestling capital of the world because that's where the NWA offices were. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Is that right? Okay, cool. Wrestling is back at the chase, ladies and gentlemen. And I believe it's happening in just a couple of weeks. Nick Aldish, Trevor Murdoch, Camille. I mean, the whole gamut. So they did a press conference today, kind of making it official. And not only are they doing the NWA show, NWA 73, Incredible. Feels like a new company, but with like 73 years of history. It's it's insane, right? Feels like a startup, like Billy Corrigan said, but we've got this like abundance of history that we can pull from. But they've also, guys, brought on Mickey James as an executive producer, which means she's not just some worker, with all due respect to workers. She's actually going to be there to help coordinate one of the first all-female events uh, maybe ever for NWA, if not in a very long time. So my question, and we'll start with you, Haas, is with this announcement, with the NWA returning to the chase, do you believe that the NWA is back? Well, I mean, you have to uh, wait and see 
how things go, but I believe they could be back. It, you know, they, it could be that they've got a good roster of people and everything works for them and they really are back, but you know, it could go the other way. So as of right now, in this moment where we sit right now, are they back, John? I would say they're at least they're back to running shows. So I okay, got you. And I appreciate the wait and see attitude. Uh, but this is Wrestle Talk, so we you know we do the talking thing. Uh, Jonesy, it's on you, buddy. Is the NWA back? Absolutely. Um, they are back at the uh, chase, and the NWA is coming back. Uh, the, 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 the shows keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and absolutely the NWA is definitely back. Well, And let me, let me retort your point, and I'll kind of direct this back to John. John, you know why I think Joe and I are on the yes train and not – because I'm always a little apprehensive about everything. Like, in reality, deep down in my heart, I'm like you. I'm like, eh, I don't know. They haven't really had a huge pay-per-view or anything yet. When you have a guy like Nick Aldis as your champion, he has to be, the belt has to be, the promotion has to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. When you have a guy of that caliber, and by the way, I got a chance to see him wrestle Leland Race with Harley Race on the outside. Uh, two years ago at the uh, WLW show, their big show of the year, and it's one of my favorite matches of all time. So that automatically makes Nick Aldis one of my favorites now. So if you haven't already, make sure you guys check out the NWA. We may be in the house that weekend. We're working on media passes. We've got our um, program director, Luke Roberts Skywalker, working on getting us some media passes for that. Just know Wrestle Talk Podcast bringing you the best in professional wrestling inside the Midwest and outside the Midwest. But make sure you keep an eye on it. If you haven't watched it recently, Hardcore Halls, make sure you check out that NWA Power stuff, bro. You will dig it, especially if you loved 80s wrestling, 70s and 80s wrestling, that old studio-style wrestling. Bro, that'd be right up your alley. Joe, am I right? Would John not love that shit if he He he, uh, got a chance to watch it again? He would, 100%. He definitely would. Awesomeness. All right, you guys ready to move on to the guest? Let's go. Here's the question. Who's going to do the intro? Whoever wants to do it. Don't jump ahead of each other now. <laughs> All right. Well, since I do his intro on Thursday nights, I can do his intro tonight as well. Uh, we just got to make sure your mic is good, bro. Johnny, you hear me? I hear you. Can oh, there you, you go, me? buddy. Okay, go ahead. Do it, baby. Bring the energy. All right. Coming to the Wrestle Talk podcast, we have the host of the F. WWC we have the man, Royal Mills Transportation, our one of our sponsors. He is the originator of the FWWC. He is the head admin, the one, the only, Mr. DeWine <laughs> John, you're a savage. <laughs> What's, yeah, up? What's good? What's yeah, up? Yeah. What's up? What's oh, happening? my goodness. What is I had to put... Look at you looking all fly and... Hey, 
I'm getting my Booker T on, man. I'm getting my Booker T on. I ain't quite there, but I'll get there eventually. Before you know, you're going to have to do it I'll be there. I gotta, I gotta see you get up and do the the Spinner Rooney right now. Hold on, man. I'm too old for that, bro. I'm 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 getting there for <laughs> My Spinner Rooney days are long gone behind me. I tell you that right now, buddy. It's not gonna happen unless I'm getting paid for it. <laughs> To cover my hospital bill, then I might be able to get that done. What's up, boys? What's up, fellas? I like this, what's, man. What's going on, man? What's happening? Dream. Living the dream, enjoying the evening, hanging out with you guys, and I am in awe because this weekend, sorry, not out. We've had like twelve different anniversary dates with the FWWC. <laughs> we've said June. We've said March. <laughs> But I believe this weekend is the official 10-year anniversary for the world's premier fantasy wrestling group. That is the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter, and none of it would be possible. I say this all the time on Thursday without all of you wonderful people, everybody watching at the Wrestle Todd Podcast. Uh, I'm amazed. I'm taken back. It doesn't even seem like it's been 10 years that we've been doing this, but I am proud and happy and blessed to be a part of it, man, because it blew the hell up. 10 years like 10 like most businesses mo- hell most relationships don't last 10 years but we're keeping it real <laughs> <laughs> well, we're all married men here so i, I think too. we got the recipe right? we got the recipe man <laughs> right man so what's going on boys that's right this is the first time i've ever seen you with hair like i just can't get 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 past let, it like, let me say something i always Joe. thought that you were just like like legit like like bald and like this- here you have hair <laughs> Not quite, Joe. This is because of the pandemic. Let me tell you something. Grooming has taken a turn since 2020. So <laughs> people that haven't had hair have hair. People that had hair don't have hair anymore. And some are just in between. So this is this is the pandemic special. I'm saying. When when things when things change for us, we have to change naturally. So yes, Joe, you gotta come see it in person. It's so soft, man. You gotta come check it out. But you guys didn't come to talk hear me talk about my hair. You hear came here to talk me about wrestling. So what's the deal, man? We got the FWC ten year anniversary, money in the bank this weekend. Things is crazy, things is wild. That's right. Uh, what's the deal? Speaking of money in the bank, FWC, you've got the dude against Daniel Grimm in a title for title match. Like, man. Yes, we do. Um, major shout out to the dude. Uh, and the reason why I say that is because the dude, like many other characters here in the WWC, you know, characters that have uh, broadened in different areas, the dude has came on his own. Um, he had somewhat of a slow start. Um, amazing promos, amazing activity. But, you know, when it comes to the whole system of the WWC and the Nidal can attest to this, there's no gimmick. There's no. There's no way you can put yourself over or try to get yourself over when it comes to picking these different matches, especially in 2020. I mean, my God, the Thunderdome was different. The pay per views were over at like 8:30. Uh, Raw smack like everything turned upside down, and we had to adjust in the FWWC. We had to adjust the scoring system. We had to adjust the nights we had matches. Everything changed. But despite all of that, the dude adjusted and the dude is a champion. However, I will say this. Him going against Daniel Grimm in a title for title match, don't sleep on Daniel Grimm. Don't sleep on DG. That man is a four-times Warriors Heart champion. 
for a reason. He is a quadruple, two-time, I want to say, quadruple champion for a reason. So this match, one of the main events is going down Sunday. is going to be an amazing one. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's going to be crazy, y'all. Super crazy, man. All right, well, John, you want to jump in here with a question, man? Because you know I could go forever with DeWan. Oh, I think most of us could could go for a good while. Of course, you you know him longer. But uh, so, what what match are you looking forward to the most here at Money in the Bank, DeWan? Uh, we're gonna get a political match. Oh, no, a political Lord. answer. Are you talking no, about no, WWE no. or are you talking about WWE? Yeah, which one are we Both. talking about? Both. 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 Um, well, first of all, let's start with the WWE. Uh, as a longtime wrestling fan, and I hate to bring that to the point, but 2020 was a major adjustment for all companies, professional wrestling in particular. Uh, the Thunderdome was great. The adjustments they had to make was great. But there's nothing like that organic feel of that live audience. The cheers, the boos, the energy. Just being able to, it, it's almost seemed like you're there yourself. You know, you got the big screen TV going on, you got your beer, you got some pizza, and you're just enjoying the match as it should be enjoyed. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this Sunday, we're going to have a live audience at Money in the Bank. Am I correct on that? Correct. Yeah. Be, it actually starts right. on Friday with the live people or the live Yeah. 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 As a matter, matter of fact, as Aaron Wallace pointed out, mm-hmm. The Thunderdome is going, going, gone. Yep. Good, good. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm not hating on the Thunderdome because adjustments had to be made. And at the present time, it had to be done. But there's nothing like that live audience. So, myself, the Night Owl, our favorite pay-per-view, my favorite pay-per-view is Money in the Bank. Why? Because of the Money in the Bank match. Dude. I want to say that I am so, so looking forward to this Money in the Bank match, and I'm going to make my pick. I'm going to make my pick live on Wrestle Talk of who is going to win the Money in the Bank match. You can write it down. You can document it. I got it. I'm going to say it. Which I got one? to give up to the uh, men. The men. The men. The, uh, uh, the, the men. Men's Money in the Bank match. I got to go with Matt Riddle. Now what? I know I'm. I, come on. I agree. I got to go with Matt Riddle. There are a few reasons why. Matt is kind of getting somewhat of a push, you know, in the right direction. And I don't think that – I was cool with RK, bro, but let's be honest. Has Randy ever been a good tag team partner throughout the entire tenure of his tag team runs with his, you know, fellow partners? Either Randy or – I mean, he was good with Ez, but eventually that shit fell through too. You know, Randy and yeah, but, but every tag team with Orton was like yeah. the like we were, you guys were talking about it last week during Russell Madness. Like, like Hogan and Warrior were only ever put together to break up. Whenever they put right. Orton in a tag team, it was just like waiting for the inevitable turn. Right? That's I mean, true. Like, I never saw him as a true blue tag team guy. Right. So I'm giving it to Matt Riddle now. My second, and I kind of think that he got pushed under, you know, the rug for a little bit for whatever reason is Ricochet. Dude, I have no idea why Ricochet hasn't gotten a bigger push. Yeah, you do. But if, yeah, you okay. do. You know why. Well, talk to me. I mean, I do. I mean, I do, but what's the actual legit reason? Not out. All right. Well, I'm just going to say this. You can be a great-looking talent the way that he is, mm-hmm. but if you don't exude charisma and people want to, like, listen to you talk – Mm. 
then it's not going to work. You can go out there and do 100 flips. But that's why none of the Luchas ever get over in WWE with one exception. Rey Mysterio. And guess what? He speaks English. And he oozes charisma. If you can't connect someone and look in their eye and be intrigued by what they're saying, like when I'm doing the show and Joe's yawning the first whole 20 minutes of the goddamn show. (laughs) I'm not yawning. (laughs) Yeah, you are. Stop fucking lying. So that's what I'm saying. Ricochet has failed. Shots fired. (laughs) Yo, these guys all look at the schedule. They're like, oh, who's scheduled to do the show this week? Renee? Like, man, I got to. Joe's like, I got to do my hair. Uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, I'm the worst. I actually that that leads into a question I have for you, Dewan. He hasn't connected with people on a personal level because the mm-hmm. dude does not cut promos confidently. I would dare to say, and the panel can disagree with me if they want, Shinsuke Nakamura Ooh. and Asuka, who Ooh. speak far worse English than Ricochet, have done a better job of connecting with their fan base than Ouch. Ricochet has. Am I wrong? Ouch. You're, you're absolutely Ouch. right. You're you absolutely right. See, I talk my shit, but then eventually I make a good point. Eventually. Damn. <laughs> that is true, man. And, I mean, you know, the reason why I say Matt Riddle, one of the reasons why is because of his obvious uh, gimmick. So as we pause on that, you guys are celebrating with your beers. I am currently drinking water, and I'll have my lighter for my later libations. We won't do that live on it. But uh, Matt Riddle, you're in Missouri. What are you talking about? Like, oh yeah, yeah. No more. Matt, scary, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle connects to that. Matt Riddle connects to that base. Matt Riddle connects to that. The RVD base. The RVD <laughs> base. You know what I'm saying? So there's that connection. So damn, not out. You made a great point. People that don't even can speak our speak our language are connecting more. You know, you gotta have to connect the guy with the charisma. So yeah. So but I'm looking all... forward to that man in the bank match at Money in the Bank. But we all know exactly what Duan is really excited about. And that's oh, shit. after after the Money in the Bank, when supposedly Duan's favorite wrestler, John Cena, is going to come back and wrestle Roman Reigns. You know what? <laughs> you know what, Jonesy? Because I don't, I don't want to get off topic. I'll be honest. Again, I'm damn near 40. I've gotten older. The same 26-year-old Duan Mills doesn't feel about John Cena the way the same 36-year-old Don with DeJuan Mills feels about John Cena. I got to give the guy credit. And here's why I got to give I got, yeah. And I have to give him that credit. Yeah. And he's a smart guy. He's a very, very smart guy. I believe, because if you think about it, look at Night Owl, I'm going to holler at you real quick. Think about Stone Cold. Think about The Rock. Think about all of our old heroes who had a career of seven years or less. I mean, think about it, Night Owl. Stone Cold came in the game, God, what, 2000? Well, he was done in 2003, but he only had like a seven-year career, dude. Yeah. Seven years. 95 to 2002, roughly. Yeah, that's it. Because of injuries and things of that nature. Uh, The Rock, not necessarily because of injuries, but he left on his own terms. John Cena's been in the game for 15 years with minimal injuries. A few of them, but minimal. But I believe that somebody said, hey, John, you might want to protect your body. You want to protect your brain. Get out of this as soon as possible. Still come back and do your thing. But the most important thing is that you stay healthy. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of guys, and, and it sucks because a lot of our old ladies are dying, man. Paul, it, 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 it's Yo, hold on, hold on. did we do the 10-bell salute for Paul? Orton? We did. They did. Yes, we did. 
Oh, I'm they my audio shit was trash. Like, so. a lot of the OGs are dying, man. A lot of the OGs are passing away. That's because they put their bodies on the line for so many years. And back in the days, there wasn't medicine that we have today. There wasn't that great advice we have today. And they was just on the road bumping and going and bumping and going and taking whatever to ease the pain. You know, that's the that's just the shitty part of that of professional wrestling. Yes, yeah, an amazing sport. Yes, entertaining, but it takes so much toll on your body. And I believe that John got out or kind of fell back at the right exact time. Perfect. Time. Now he can make his appearances. Now he can come back every so often. And I'm not hating on John. If it's John versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, I'm gonna watch it. Hey, I'm gonna root for John because Lord knows Roman Reigns has finally came into his uh heel form, if we will. Yes. So yeah, Jonesy, no more no more heat on John Cena from me. Absolutely. I'm here for a damn good show. There's Absolutely. some, some humility from yeah. the uh, head admin. I like I just that. Have, I just have one more question, and then I'll, I'll let you guys answer some more questions. When I came into the FWWC, it wasn't the FWWC. It was, I believe it was the WWE Unified Chapter, Worldwide Chapter versus... <laughs> Daddy, the one doesn't even know. Versus EC... You, you had Unified and you had ECW <laughs> with the one and only Douche Fontaine. Like, a lot of people don't remember Douche Fontaine. Sorry, not sorry. Can you, can you tell the, the listeners exactly who and what Douche Fontaine is? Yo, talking about somebody tag Douche Fontaine. Like, let's somebody, John, can you make a note of our timestamp right now so we can at least shoot Deuce the clip? Because I'm going to have Dewan talk real right now about Deuce. Cause... Oh, shit. Here we go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. What did I do? So, so yeah. no, no, no. It's, it's not bad. It's not it's bad. It's not bad heat. It's good heat. Yeah. It's good heat. And here's the thing, and I got to start from the beginning, man. Uh, when this just wasn't a hobby, because 10 years ago, Back in 2011, 2012, to be honest with you guys, this was just something to do. It was a hot. You know, I'm not going to go through the whole story, but it was something fun to get what you got with your buddies with, pick matches, dress up, do kind of different shit, things of that nature. Uh, but when we found out that we could actually do something with fantasy wrestling, we asked, here's the deal. <laughs> we thought we were the only ones. We didn't believe there were any. We didn't know what the hell E-Fed was. The hell was E-Fed? <laughs> <That's a fact. laughs> The hell no, what the hell. And then when all of a sudden other groups and said, what the fuck is this? And what is that? And there's other people You know, people me and me, and I was like, Dewan, they biting our style. They biting our hell style. Yeah. I'm like, we got to get these motherfuckers. Immediately, yeah, I yeah. thought we invented, well, yeah, well, Dewan initially. But yeah. I was like him. I was like, I have no idea what the hell this shit even is. I didn't think yeah. there was anything else like it. Yeah. So Deuce was part of the group. Deuce was one of the original. Actually, I've never admitted this, but I will admit it. We were part of another, it wasn't even an E-Fed. It was more of a, let's talk about wrestling, let's talk about boxing. It was more of a sports group. But myself and Deuce were the only ones that were talking wrestling. Everybody else were talking about football, baseball, boxing, MMA, things of that nature. So me and Deuce said, well, F this. Let's create our own Facebook group, just on a humbug, and invite people over. So we didn't kind of take people, we just invited people over to our stuff. So we started shooting promos, doing things of that nature. Well, me and Deuce kind of had a differences in what would what was good content-wise. I was trying to, you know, make it something that was kind of family-friendly. Deuce still wanted to motherfuck everybody. So <laughs> we had to make that into a storyline and to keep somewhat of the peace. So that's where ECW came about. 
ECW had all the attitude. ECW had all the rawness. ECW had all the bad guys. If you there you go, Nightmare Jones, all the bad guys. But it was still <laughs> a friendly branch of competition that myself induced worked over. And one of the biggest swerves in group's history, one of the biggest swerves, was when myself induced became extreme authority. I remember I, that. My character was the CEO, uh, kind of like the Vince McMahon Triple H, and he was the ECW, you know, head of ECW. Uh, and we were going at it. Like, that was back in the day when we would shoot two or three promos. See, people bitch now. Oh, I got to do a promo. Oh, my God. Pardon my what? language. Mother, motherfucker, we was putting out five promos a day. Don't get it twisted. Okay? At least five a day. Maybe more right? than that. And we were pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and creating this momentum. So when we came together as Extreme Authority, as a tag team, that's like when we introduced the tag team championships. We crowned ourselves tag team champions, but then we yep, lost to the that. Raging Red. Then we lost to the Raging Rednecks. But honestly, Deuce, Deuce had a vision for the group. So did I. We put those visions together. And then ultimately, the Night Owl came around. I think the Night Owl came in either in between like at one time we were also the committee we all worked with each other not out you remember the committee day <laughs> i do and it was just as dramatic back then as it is now there's always people getting putting time out and kicked out of chats and yep. all this sort of shit it's never changed it's always oh like god that. you remember the main chat the big chat oh lord Y'all think think Call of Duty lobbies and NBA 2K (laughs) lobbies are toxic? You ain't never been in the FWWC main chat, dog. Y'all ain't never seen shit like this before. I'll never forget the first time I came to Kansas City. And I go to Renee's house, and Renee's like, see, that's that shed. You see that that dent in that shed? That was from Devon going through that shed. <laughs> well, well, here, hey, hold on a second. Let me, let me stop to you there. Because this is the power of propaganda, okay? <laughs> so that wasn't even the best part of that promo. It's just Sam Theory talked mm-hmm. about it so much, much that that's what everyone remembers. Here was the best part. Number one, we were all filming, and yep. Deuce was like way off in the <laughs> in the background, <laughs> way off on the other side of the yard, like in the shot the whole time. And his appearance was supposed to be a surprise. So if you weren't stoned when you watched the promo, you weren't even surprised when he showed up because he was in the whole fucking shot the whole time yep. on the other yep. side of the yard. Oh my god! Yep. Okay, the best part of that though was. Fury throws Dewan against the shed. We're doing this yep. promo for the fantasy girl, right? He throws him yep. against the shed. Dewan sells it more than Fury throws him. Dewan's yep. a big guy. Sam's kind of a little guy. No disrespect. Mm. Dewan sells it, hits the shed, dents my brand new shed, rolls yep. over three times, and inevitably ends up on his hands and knees. And then Sam and my character, Mata, are looking at each other from a distance, and we rush each other. And this fat 305-pound dude dives over Dewan and spears the shit out of Sam. <laughs> and that's why you have the shed story, because Sam oh doesn't want God, nobody to man. remember that my fat ass dove over Dewan, almost kicked him in the head, because I could barely get over, but speared the shit out of Sam. <laughs> yep. There's that story, and then there's also the Frank's Mama's promo. 
Oh, Jesus oh Christ. God. Really no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. See, see here's we'll the thing, guys. We'll save that God. for the next visit, Yeah, bro. we'll, we'll save that. Here's the thing, guys, because I know I'm on limited time, man. Um, oh, my God. Like I said before, this was a hobby. This was something that brought a bunch of guys together and gals uh, who love professional wrestling, who love to hang out, who love to party, love to get together, and just do just weird, crazy shit. Like, there was no thought of this being a business. There was no thought of having major sponsored events. There was no thought of having actual champions. Hell, there there wasn't even a thought of having a trademark. But at the exact same time, you know, when you have the right people, and I praise God for that, when you have the right people in your corner that can think as big as you are bigger than you, I don't give a damn if it's wrestling. I don't care if you have your own passion. Go for it. Go with it and make stuff happen, man. Because if you have the right people in your corner, anything is possible. And Wrestle Talk did that. I remember the first time, God bless his soul, Rick Rose. He had me on and he had uh, Mata on back in the day. And yep. dude, Jonesy, I- I've never asked you. He's like, what was stop the- yelling. <laughs> yeah, what was the reaction of myself and Renee? Just yelling and getting on this damn show. Well, all like, I know, and- <laughs> all that I know is that after Renee got off, he messaged me and he's like, "I had to take 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 a pill because I had such a headache because I was yelling so much." <laughs> yeah. Hey, I was just trying to get in where I fit in, bro. That's it. But again, it was it was fun. It wasn't nothing that we took seriously. But again, with the right people in your corner saying, "Hey, Dewan." This might potentially be able to help people. This might pe- potentially be able to bless people. This is a business. This is something that can generate income. And we're doing all of that. You know, even through 2020, even through no events, even through no events. Here's the thing that I love about professional wrestling in general, whether it's professional wrestling, fantasy wrestling, whatever. Growing up as a kid, there were so many different heroes that we had. You know, some people, Batman was their hero, Superman. Spider-Man, Marvel, uh, what the hell ever. They had those heroes, and I respect that. But you know who our heroes were? Walking down to that damn ring, Triple H, Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, my personal favorite. Those were our heroes. And through everything we've been through in life, we have always had professional wrestling. Football went on a strike. Baseball went on a strike. Basketball went through some shit. Professional wrestling never fucking stopped. So Time out. wrestling can't go ahead. Go for Time it. out. That's my argument, and we can have this debate next week when you boys are ready. That's why I think wrestling shouldn't unionize. Because when shit unionizes, there shuts downs. That's why we've never had a stoppage in professional wrestling Ooh, history right? because there are no unions. But that's just right? me. We can talk about that Ooh. next week. Y'all ain't ready. If you're a wrestler, you talk about the unions. That that that's when when you end up with with, with the uh, we wish you best and you can do. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you own your own shit, baby, like us, Wrestle Talk, yeah. FWWC, we don't got about nobody because of that shit. But you're right, Joe. Anywhere else, adios. Except yeah, Selena man. Vega got her job back. We can talk about that sure. later too. But yeah. true. Right. So can I yeah, ask man. a question now? Go for it. I haven't Go for asked it. one question. I'm listening. Talk to me. I've been chiming in, but no questions. And we got you for another 10 minutes. Do you want to hang in there? Talk to me. I'll let him. All right. So 
this is going to be a little different than the questions you gotten so far. Come on, big dog. You know me. All right, number one, I got to make sure my man's question gets answered. You didn't tell us what match you were most excited about for FWWC. You told us WWE. You made a prediction, but you didn't tell us what match. So I got to get back to my man Hoss because he did ask you who you think was going to win or um, Mm -hmm. what match you were most excited about. Is that right, John? Was that the question? Yes. Yeah, okay. That is correct. Um, Well, y'all know me, man. I'm the king of the cross brand. So there's a couple matches that I am looking forward to, but one of the biggest matches that I'm looking forward to when it comes to cross-brand competition, uh, we have two brands, Inferno and Infinite. There is going to be a six-on-six, six versus six, six Inferno superstars, six Infinite superstars. And the fate of Inferno lies in this match. However, I will make an announcement concerning the stipulations of this match this Thursday at 7.30 on the FWWC tonight. There are some changes. Now, the match is still on. Six superstars from Infinite, six superstars Inferno. However, there has been a change. There will be a major change in the stipulation, if you will, because the original stipulation was if Inferno happens to lose this match, they will not be involved in the SummerSlam FWC SummerSlam pay-per-view. There are some changes. I'm not going to say that part changed, but I had to make a few modifications just because of some recent events. So tune in this Thursday at 7.30 to the FWWC Night Go Home Show for FWWC Money in the Bank, the series. That's what that update is. I love Cross. Right, you got your pitch in. So what match are you the most excited for? That's yeah. what I said. The six on six, dog. The six That's on the six. one? That's the one? Okay. Or, okay. might I say Very way to stay neutral. I like how you did that. Yeah, yeah. Also, the tag team match. The tag team match between none other than the Law Dogs and Grim Visage. Visage, the big Grim Sausage. It's Visage. Visage, there we go. Every time I think, I think. Does anybody know what Visage means? I have no idea. Ask the tag team to name it. (laughs) Anybody? Name it. Pull a Google real quick. Shit. So, yeah. King of the Cross brand, I'm down for it. Okay, dope. All right. So. Ten years of fantasy wrestling. When somebody asks you to define the FWWC in like a twenty-second snippet, how would you describe to somebody who's never even heard of EFEDs, fantasy wrestling, and particularly the FWWC? Like, I'm not asking necessarily for like a a sales pitch, but more like, how would you get to the heart of it? If you only had 20, 30 seconds to describe it to somebody. It's easy. It is a place for individuals, like-minded individuals, to have a common ground and a common home to not only enjoy each other, but bless each other. That's what I believe it is, man. It's in short words, man. Uh, I always call it a family ship. You know, the FWC is more than titles and characters and promos. We are a legit family. You know, we've been through a lot of shit. I've been through some things individually. You guys can do some stuff individually. But whenever stuff like that goes down, we always come together. We bring ourselves together. So we are a family. This is no different than when cats get together for fantasy football. This is no different when cats get together for other different things. We are a family of like-minded individuals in a world who still fucking laughs at us. Laugh at us. But this what? is ours. This belongs to us. This is what we have. And I'm okay with that. Like I said, damn near 40. I freaking love fantasy wrestling. I freaking love the FWC. And it's brought together so many people. 
Awesome. And one of the things that I noticed that you talked about just in in that description was like progression, right? Like how where we've come from and where we're going. How does it make you feel when you look into your device and see something like this? Considering where we came from and where we started. Now, I don't want to brag, and I know that everybody knows this is the undisputed title, but I've been around a lot of pro wrestling uh, in my career, and I would dare to say that this belt, the way that it looks, the quality of it, is as good or better than some independent promotions out there in this country. How does it make you feel to know that you played a part in taking us from Walmart replica championship belts to something like this that its champion, whoever may be at the time, walks around with this proudly, and you know people are going to walk up and go, bro, what? Okay, I know the belt, but what is what does this mean? How does that make you feel, bro? Because I know it's a it's a point of pride for you. Man, it, it puts a smile on my heart, dude, because I remember the days where we would drive up and down the roads to independent shows. See, people, people don't remember the hard work, Night Owl. They don't remember mm-hmm. the hard work, JP. They don't remember the hard work, Nightmare Jones. They don't remember the Not days Sukan, where... Joey. Not yeah, Sukan. not Sukan. Joe played a big remember. part in that, too, in the They early. don't remember. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't remember the hard work that it took to get to where we are. They don't remember passing out fucking flyers and 95 in the degree heat. heat in, in the, the heat. heat. They don't in remember. In suits. <laughs> they don't remember taking legit bumps and actually having concussions. Wink, wink, night owl. Sorry for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, people don't remember the hard work. All they see is this. But I remember every single event. I remember every single effort from every single person that it took. And that's why the FWC means so much to me. And it shall not be disrespected, period. You know, it's not just myself. It's not just the night out. You know, we worked our asses off for a home for people. And we're still working. Like, here's the thing. I'm not sitting back on my ass hanging out. Hell no. We got, there's still events, you know, nobody sits on their ass. Nobody just dicks around and plays around. No, this is an everyday deal. This shit costs money. That belt costs money. That belt costs money. By the way, time out, time out. Let me say this. (laughs) Mega, super, ultra shout out to the Infinite brand, Mm -hmm. including Moby, who is now an Inferno superstar because of a trade, for making this happen. John, Susie, Moby, uh, Lucha, everybody on the Inferno brand kept this sucker under wraps. Nick Luke, I mean, it goes on and on. The list of all the superstars on Inferno, I mean, I'm sorry, on Infinite. And I don't want to mistakenly forget somebody. But they helped make this possible out of the selflessness of their heart. So you know this isn't like, like I always like to say, this isn't your granddaddy's E-Fed. People don't make investments into things like this. Hundreds of dollars into a championship like this. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys knew this, but talk about attention to detail. The letters are even on the buckle, bro. And this ain't no bullshit. You see that? So for people to be willing to not only put that much time into it and that much passion into it, Dewan, but you know how they say, the uh, put your money where your mouth is? The FWWC has absolutely done that and we have a warrior short championship on inferno that is just as beautiful as this one 
Yep. Mm -hmm. So that, to me, speaks volumes. What people spend their time and money doing is what they love the most. And the fact that we have 500-plus loyal members, uh, uh, 30 to 50-person roster, depending on the time and temperature, I think says more than any of us can say about how special this quote-unquote e-fed really is. We don't even we don't even let people call it an e-fed. To us, yeah. this is fantasy wrestling, boldly and proudly. Am I right about that, Mills? Yeah. You are correct, sir, and that is progression. Like, like people have told me all the time, it doesn't matter what business you do, whether it's wrestling, your own business, whatever, you have to progress. You have to continue to grow. You have to continue to appease the masses and just work that's it man and like i said we had i'm not gonna keep putting over 2020 fuck 2020 it was what it was but all that momentum we had going into 2019 not even gonna lie it kind of hit a hill in 2020 but that happened to everybody but now we in 2021 we are in this bad boy we still rolling we're having our events fwwc SummerSlam is going down saturday august 21st not sunday this is interesting, my All of our events I can <laughs> at King K. This is interesting, my doubt. I love this. It is a Saturday night because usually, for those of you guys who don't know how our events go, it's a big watch party. Everybody hangs out. Everybody watches the pay per view. They eat. They drink. They become a character. They shoot promos. Yada yada yada. But here has been the major problem. Usually, the pay per views are on a Sunday night, and traditionally. Most people who come from out of town or most people that are in town have to work on Monday, meaning they really can't stay up too late. Or even if they do stay up hella late, they're tired of shit six o'clock in the morning when they're, I've done it plenty of times. They're tired yep. of shit six o'clock Monday morning. SummerSlam is on a Saturday night. Most of us don't have to go to work on Sunday. At least I hope we don't. There's no telling what the hell's going to go down that Saturday night, boy. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. And another little pitch. Like I said before, that Friday night, a very, very VIP special event for FWWC members only. Those details will come as they go forward. But I am happy. I am blessed. I am completely enthralled at the progress we have made. Not Al, thank you, sir. Nightmare Jones, thank you, sir. JP, thank you, sir, for believing in my vision and carrying it to another place. Let's keep growing, baby. This shit can go only. I don't want to buy anybody's uh, cash raise. We're going higher and higher. And higher. All, <laughs> All right. That's well, right. listen. Higher. And we higher. got one last question. <laughs> and you guys want to make sure you don't miss this one because it's going to be the toughest one we've asked the head admin yet of the FWWC. And by uh -oh. the way, WrestleTalkPodcast.com forward slash Fantasy Wrestling for more information. Allow me to share this bit of breaking news. My dear... And wonderful audio engineer, do you have a breaking news drop for me? Give me thumbs up, thumbs down. We need like the Jeopardy one to play for. Yes. All right, my friends. Fresh off the presses, only here on the Wrestle Talk Podcast, episode 354. Think about it, 354 times two, or two hours and like 15 minutes. I mean, how many hours of programming is that? It's absolutely insane. Not to mention we've got the Fantasy Podcast, which we'll let you pitch one last time before you go, Dewan. But here's the breaking news via the yeah. Midwest Independent What's Wrestling Hall of Fame. 
We are happy to announce since COVID-19 restrictions have been lifted, we will be introducing the class of 2020 on July 31st, 2021. It's at the Tri-County Community Center. That's 800 West Union Street in Pacific, Missouri. Doors open at 4. There's a potluck dinner at 5. That sold me already. I don't even care what it costs. Ceremony starts at 6 o'clock. Uh, six o'clock and here is the lineup of names that are going to be introduced introduced uh into the midwest independent wrestling hall of fame i want you to have that little coin drop ready for me Haas, because every time i give you a thumbs up that means that the person that we announce has been on the show previously so if you see me throw my thumbs up and joe if you remember you can do it with me you hit the coin drop are we ready for that yeah, right, Alan. Unfortunately, that is on. And I think we lost Hoss. Can you hear me now, Uh, just barely, buddy. I know you heard. I know you said we didn't have it. It's fine. No worries. Let, let's not take the momentum away. All right. So, number one, the first inductee, the giant assassin. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thumbs up. Been on the show. Mr. Big. <laughs> That's right. Mr. Big has also been on the show. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, introduce into the 2020 class of the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, Ron Powers. <laughs> and also being introduced into the Midwest Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him, part of WrestleMania 1. Cowboy Bob Orton. And last but not least, a guy who is near and dear to my heart, recent guest on the show. Actually, we were recently guests on his show, the one and only Rick Ruby. Rick Ruby. <laughs> That's right, baby. Huge announcement. We're going to get your guys' thoughts in just a minute, but I got to hit Dewan with the very last question before we close out this segment. Dewan, here it is. You've loved professional wrestling all your life. It's evolved into a yes, professional wrestling yes, fantasy wrestling group, into a podcast that you host every Thursday yes, night sir. right here on the Wrestle Talk Network, the FWWC tonight. Here's the question that I got to ask you. We've been I'm through a-, a lot of ups. We've been through a lot of downs. Yes, sir. What has ha- what has been the hardest part of making me your partner in the FWWC? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Because these guys work with me, too. And they know how hard it is to work alongside the <laughs> night out. <laughs> they know they fucking oh hate me God. half the time. What has been the most enjoyable and difficult part of of being my partner as co-owners of the FWWC, bro. Please tell me. I got to hear it right here, the naked truth. So the most enjoyable, the most enjoyable, honestly, boss, man, uh, you sticking with it. You sticking with it. Because there was a lot of times you could have said, fuck you, fuck this, I'm out. I but say it daily. That, and I, told <laughs> I you don't act on it. Yeah. <laughs> We still say it. We still say it. Fuck this. I'm like, out. Fuck no, you. but yeah, yeah, this is bullshit. But this is us. This this was for us. This was for us. That's why I said, no, you can't quit. We can't quit. We got to keep this thing going. So when everybody else said. I've only thought about quitting it, once. When everybody else Joey, said, Joe, hold on. I only thought about right. quitting once. When, Joey, you'll appreciate this. Once. That day, don't want to stop me once. from quitting. 
And if you wouldn't have calmed me down, I probably would have killed Vacant. Vacant. Like, literally shot that motherfucker in his face. Yeah. I was so upset that yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, that was I remember Vacant. I, Dog. I remember yeah, yeah. John doesn't, John yeah. doesn't remember Vacant. Vacant was going for John even came in. It's probably a good thing. Cause yeah, it's Vacant probably was, a good thing. Because John would have wanted to a, kill his ass, too. Yeah, do your research. <laughs> That was the only time. Well, yeah, that was the best part because a lot of people, not only are we getting heat from still going to wrestling shows and liking wrestling, we're getting double heat for doing make-believe bullshit. But we believed in this make-believe bullshit. This isn't make-believe bullshit. This is ours. It belongs to us. So, uh, Night Out. Night Out. Sticking with me, keeping me encouraged, and showing me the business aspect of it. The worst part, honestly, is just me forgetting deep. The worst part about us working together is me forgetting detail and telling you shit. I'm sorry, I'm a stoner. It happens because <laughs> <laughs> not out. Hey, what the fuck, man? I'm like, oh crap, I forgot to tell him that shit. Hey, not out. That's why now. <laughs> yeah, that's why now. Whenever there's a storyline or whenever there's something I'm trying to do, I make sure I inform him because we're business partners. The only fair thing to do is to let the brother know what's going on because Night Owl lets me know every fucking thing. Sometimes things I probably shouldn't know, you know. Uh, but Night Owl keeps me informed. He keeps me in line and lets me know exactly what the hell's happening. Well, I appreciate that, Dewan. So, and uh, I know you got to get going, bro. You've been very gracious with your time. And yeah. I had to ask you that, man, because I know doing anything um, these days is difficult alone. But when you're lucky enough to find somebody you respect – and let them become part right. of your dream, that's special. Hell so yeah. I thank you for that. I thank Hell your yeah. beautiful family and your wife for letting me part of, be a part of their lives. And uh, the best part of this sure. is, man, I feel like we're almost just getting started. We got an event in a couple of weeks. We got our 10-year anniversary Again. on Sunday. And you know what, bro? You got a podcast yes, this Thursday. It's going to be off the chain. I want you to plug that. But most importantly, right. I think John and Joe recognize that the glue that holds this whole bullshit together is our connection to the FWWC. So thank you for having the dream and letting us jump on that yes, boat sir. with you, Dewan. We feel like literally like we, yes, we're sir. riding your the coattails of your dream to a certain extent. So thank you let, for letting us be yes, a, a part of that, bro. I do have a question for Appreciate you, Night Owl. And on that note, you got a question I'll, for celebrate, me. I'll celebrate myself. Fired up. What's yes, up? I, I have a question for you, Night Owl. My question for you is How did you get your hands On Mata's world title I'll tell you Uh oh Uh oh He got his mask too Just like that Did you kill Mata Uh No I did not kill Mata As you know here at FWWC Slash WrestleTalk headquarters We all have to share office space because yeah. of the limited budget of the BOD, especially the head admin. Uh, yeah. Talk to Moby, because he'll tell you all about it. Um, he just leaves his stuff lying around Stay here. So, money. Yeah. <laughs> so the mask money. is here, the belt is here, and there's a bunch of other shit here that uh, I wish I had time to show you guys. <laughs> but great question, Hoss. Uh, last thing, Dewan, before you go, uh, obviously longtime member of the WrestleTalk family, you know that gimmick. Tell us about the podcast this Thursday, man. Why should people tune in over at WrestleTalkPodcast.com to the uh, FWWC tonight? Man, this Thursday is the go-home show. I like using the go-home term. It is the go-home show for FWWC Money in the Bank. 
Like I said, six on six match. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Warriors Our Championship match. We're going to talk about the FWWC World Championship match. Uh, the tag match, everything's going to go down. Breaking news on Inferno. Our go-home shows always have a lot of energy because everybody is on. All the competitors are on. We're going to talk to Hardcore Hoss. We're going to talk to the general manager of Inferno, Marcus Mayhem. It's going to be a star-studded show, and it's our 10-year anniversary. And there might be some surprises, some old-school surprises. You never know. Tune in, 7.30, baby. It's going to go down. And one last thing before you go. I want to show the um, the members of the Wrestle Talk fam here exactly what we're talking about when we talk about the fantasy group. Uh, these are the posters that some of our members members make. Shout out to Susie who started working on the Infinite posters. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Inferno's posters have, have been off the chain for a while here. So all these folks basically join the group. They come on, they cut promos in video, challenge each other, and if they're consistent and they do great role play, then they get an opportunity to compete for some of our championships with very modest and small replica championships to the full-blown deal. Um, it's very cost-effective to, to challenge for the big belts, and it all goes back into covering the cost of it, which, again, Amen. for example, the World Championship and the Warriors Art Championship are both uh, well over $400, so we're just trying to recoup what was spent on that. But, yeah, this is just a sample of the incredible posters that uh, the GMs make, that the brand members make, and all of these members... Um, end up competing against each other, right, Dewan? Like, we'll watch Raw, yes, we'll sir. watch SmackDown, we'll be in a chat. When the match comes on TV, they make a selection, and basically at the end of the night, yep. whoever makes the most correct selections wins. But in reality, outside yep. of the matches, activity is the most important thing. We want you commenting, talking trash, cotton promos, being creative. That's really what it's all about in the FWWC. So if you guys are interested and have ever looked into possibly joining an EFED, awesome. we highly recommend that you join ours because really we got a passion and a love for this like I've never seen in any other wrestling group, let alone EFED. Honestly, that's just a, a legit right. shoot, bro. So hopefully you guys get an opportunity to check that We're out. Different. And, uh, and I wanted to share so people got an idea of kind of what we got You're going different. on over there. We are. Do you want any final We're thoughts different. from DeWan Mills, guys? Well, thank you guys for having me, yo. Uh, thank you guys for having me. It was a very, very great night. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Wrestle Talk, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to being consistent. Shout out to being consistent, even when you didn't want to. Even when you didn't want to be a part of this, even when shit got hard and you shoot life, you still have the Wrestle Talk podcast that's weekly. Now, the days may change, but every god darn week. Uh, other than when it's holidays or Christmas, <laughs> Wrestle Talk is on seven o'clock, baby, and we get around. Even holidays and Christmas, back. we're like, we're still doing the podcast. We don't care. We're still doing There's always podcast. something to talk about. <laughs> There's always something to talk about. Dewan, when are you going to move the podcast over here to StreamYard? Oh, ooh, I don't know. I got to get some better tech. I got, I, I got it. Hey, I might be able to do that. Let, let, Bro, let, this I'll looks talk. good. Hey, like, if you turned your phone yeah. sideways. You got a pretty good presentation. Let's see. Now that's side. Hey, see? Boom. There you, there go. you go. Yeah, dude. Yeah, you if you did that, that, you could run the oh. show. I don't know, though, because then you'd oh, have yeah, to man. have people coming in, and, and then you'd have to see 
people like Daniel Grimm on video and people like <laughs> Battle Cat. I mean, who oh, wants to shit. see Battle Cat live on video? I mean, I'm not so sure that Voorhees could figure out how to work his no phone problem. enough to get on oh, this thing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he can't seem to show up for matches. Or if he could fit in the screen. <laughs> Him or Madman Joe. Right. <laughs> Madman Joe has been released. <laughs> he has been released. <laughs> All right, well, Dewan, oh, you have a good night, forever. man. We're going to actually play a little song here for our break um, and then come back real quick and talk to Adam Pena. i got to actually pick a bone with Hardcore Hoss and Nightmare Jones as well. Uh, and it actually starts and begins with that shirt Uh-oh. you're wearing, Jonesy, because I see Never. you flossing over there with the ACA shirt. Dewan, right. thank you, bro. Have a great night, guys. We'll be back momentarily with Hour 2. Thank you, guys, man. I'm out. You got it, bro. With hour two of the Wrestle Talk podcast featuring Nightmare Jones, Hardcore Hoss, and yours truly, the Night Owl, Renee Martinez. Again, this is my buddy from Florida. Shout out to the victims of the Miami tragedy with the building going down. Um, tough stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and play my homeboy Jay Savvy song. We won't get copyrighted. I got permission. It is called We Winning, Baby, because the Wrestle Talk podcast is going to keep on winning and we're going to keep on rolling, baby. Let's hit it. Get your weight up. Step your motherfucking game up. Pay up. Win it. But this shit is harder than they think. All of my niggas agree. It's a lot of hard work to be king. If you do not know what I mean, then very soon you will see. Ain't nothing over here come free. No, no, you cannot fuck with my team. Time is money, your money my business Clocked in, but my clock ain't ticking <laughs> Who the fuck is you kidding? Label this history, this is some shit going down in the books Maybe they mention me, nah It's definite, this is a killing spree versus the hook Don't bet on me losing, you're losing your money Pocket check, vet pay up, or I'm coming Y'all can make bread, don't nobody here want it You're dealing with the best, boy, your best start running Vacate now, we taking over exactly as I told you. Hold up a second. On second thought, I should get hold on the record. The silver with dope, I do better. better, better. Come on. W-I-N winning, knock it out the park last inning. Really ain't no time for your fans on that stack to the rack at the ceiling. We cut from our cloth, not the same one. You tryna flex on a bitch with an eight one. The best of grip to gauge with a six pump for your fist bump. Got you staying with my team's done, boy. Where my money at? Son, I'm a maniac, easy. Yeah, I stay within the frame, so cheesy. Snap, pull up on the stand for a freebie. But when it's time to pay the free, you can't see me. Of course not. That's, that's why you niggas in the same spot. Trade game, motherfucker, this ain't GameStop. Full flame, you a wet spot. There's no shame in the game when you win like the rest, boy. Flacco. 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 I am a winner, plus lucky to fly in this W, just like the Cubbies do, all of my exes now.
Underground, don't think I'm under you when you on top. Then y'all respecting you, fighting the claw. We're just to stand next to you, haters gon' talk. Think a lot less of you, jealousy's everywhere. That's what success will do. Arrest will be secular, losers we checking them. Don't lose my cool level, I am not sweating them. Fakers are, tell me who's betting them. Two to one under, I guess I'm upsetting them. Either you have it, don't have it. What happens when happens from bandages, turns in this classic, this talent. Levels are over the average, my champion status just wins automatic. Hold on, hold on. That is winning, ladies and gentlemen, by my man from South Florida. That's right, my buddy representing Colombia, hermanos. Jay Savvy, straight out of Miami. A true tragedy what happened down there in South Florida. And we uh, definitely want to put our prayers up for them. Right, Hardcore Hoss? Tragic, tragic oh, deal. Definitely. And it was great, though, to see AEW continue on and have their show down there despite that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So, quick thoughts on the first hour of the show, JP. I know we got a... Uh, uh, quite a uh, a bit more to cover before we're done tonight, including our second featured guest of the evening, the one and only Adam Pena of PCW. But your thoughts on the uh, first hour overall, man? What were your takeaways? Hey, uh, I think we had a really great first hour with Dewan. You know, I really enjoyed talking with him, and uh, we got a lot of information out there about the FWWC. Hopefully, we'll get a few people join up who you know want to be active in the group and i'm really looking forward to the second hour interview as well well me too and let me tell you guys something in case you missed the first hour we got about 50 minutes with the head admin of the fwwc and i'll tell you what i've got friends john that uh for either financial reasons or maybe they've got some sort of responsibility to their family um or maybe just physical limitations that prevent them from living out the dream of actually becoming professional wrestlers. And so what the FWWC does, it basically allows you to do everything a wrestler would do, minus the traveling and minus the wrestling. And to me, that's a lot, right? To be able to cut promos, to have the, the, the thrill of competition, and to develop like this bond, this community with other fellow wrestlers in a pro wrestling, fantasy pro wrestling community is something special. So big shout out to Dewan. Thank you to everybody from the FWWC who showed love and uh, everybody else who was tuning in during the first hour. I know we had a little conversation about the NWA, which I cannot wait to ask Adam Pena about. I'm sure he's going to uh, have an opinion on that. Uh, but before we get there, Joey, how are you doing, bro? How did you uh, take the first hour, man? What were some of your highlights? Oh, man, it was absolutely great um, talking to Duane Mills. We're going to talk to him for another hour. We, we could have talked to him about, you know, some of the promos. Like, for instance, one of my favorite promos from the FWWC involved Almata and King Jurobi, and it involved a omelet. <laughs> <laughs> the spicy that omelet. That man tried to kill Mata, bro. I remember he put the, the, the habaneros in the omelet. <laughs> Omelette, exactly. That's my favorite promo. You know what I wanted to ask him about? I wanted to ask him about Don Juan, and I also wanted to, <laughs> I also wanted to ask him about that promo that uh, Mafia Money Mayo did, 
where he was all drunk in the backyard, and he was like, uh, he's he was impersonating the raging rednecks, and he was like, Betty Sue, I don't care if you my wife, you my cousin first, and if you don't get over here, get me another beer, I'm gonna beat your ass. And so him, ECW versus the raging rednecks, just historic, legendary stuff in the FWWC. Well, enough of that, guys. We had a great first hour. Let me again remind you guys that we broke some huge news uh, in the previous hour concerning the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame. You guys already know we're huge supporters. They love us. We love them. Actually, last year we did a stretch of like six straight shows where all we did was talk to members that were being inducted. And who knows, we may get that opportunity again. So for those of you who missed it, big news coming out of the Midwest. Number one, the NWA is back, baby, at the chase uh, next month. And then inducted into the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, class of 2020 on July 31st, the Giant Assassin, Mr. Big, Ron Powers, Cowboy Bob Orton, and of course, our amigo, who we love so much from Paul's Count Anywhere, Rough Cut Rick Ruby. I didn't get your guys' immediate reactions on that. Before we bring in Adam Pena, I wanted to ask you guys, how does it feel to know that we've interviewed every single one of those guys that's going into the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame? Uh, I'll let you take that one first, John. Yeah, that That's just absolutely awesome to know that we have had each and every one of them on the show, and you know, that just goes to show that we really do have the best guests. Bring on I like that. That's a flex right there. I like that, John. <laughs> Low-key flex, my guy. I dig it. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Shots fired! Shots fired! That's right. We got the best guest. Any other podcast is welcome to challenge your boys. No, I'm just kidding. Joey, what do you think, man? Is that awesome or what? Man, it's absolutely awesome. When I think of, of all the names that we've had on the podcast, from, you know, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, to Mr. Wonderful Paul Ondo, to Tully Blanchard, it's absolutely amazing to have that we've had every single one of those guys on our podcast. No every doubt. And we're going to keep working hard to make sure that happen. All of us, along with the maestro, with uh, Dick Douglas, and, of course, our wonderful program director, Luke uh, Skywalker Luke Roberts. Uh, with all that said, amigos, are you guys ready for our second featured interview of the evening? Are you guys ready to roll? Let's do it. All right, my friends. Let's go ahead and get ready for what's sure to be an outstanding first-time interview. You know, I love first-time interviews, Joe, when we get to talk to somebody and introduce them to our fan base. So Adam's been around the pro wrestling business for uh, five, six, seven years. All right? Now, what I find most interesting is that he's got a promotion based out of Kansas. Now, the Midwest has not gotten the rub that I think Missouri has when it comes to pro wrestling, but this guy, along with the other boys over at the Kansas Wrestling Alliance, are aiming to do that. But man comes from like a music background, you know, entertainment and done that kind of thing. So he's kind of brought that skill set to the pro wrestling world. And I'd heard of him and seen his product, but I got a chance to meet him a couple of months ago at a show where I did some impromptu um, ring announcing. And since then, man, I've been eager to talk to the guy, may even be going over and spending some time with him in Hutchison in the near future. So, ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, allow me to welcome in for the very first time the proprietor of Prairie Championship Wrestling, my friends, welcome in the one and only Adam Pena. What's up? Hey, hey, hey what's up, guys? How we doing, everybody? We're doing good. We're doing Great, good. Bro. 
Do you mind if I get this overnight? Joey, go right ahead, bro. I know you got some hella fire questions, bro. I do. I do. You know, and and talking about Prairie Championship Wrestling, you all had a a event recently called uh, Stroke the Fire. Can you tell us about what exactly, how did Stroke the Fire go? So Stoke the Fire was a great event. Um, For those of you that got a chance to watch the promo that I delivered, it summed up exactly what we wanted out of everybody. I came to them and I told them I want to see the best. I want to be see that ruthless aggression, so to speak. And I want them to come and go for everything that they wanted. And each and every competitor on that event delivered just that. Absolutely. I mean, you you had things like, you know, the debut of uh, Sean Leo. Like, how did that go? Like, I mean, I, 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 I saw the uh, promo that, 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 that he cut, and I'm like, man, you know, to debut at a show like Stroke the Fire, how did, did, that, day, did that debut go? So Sean Lau was one of those that uh, Renee was talking about a couple months ago. We had a huge AIWF and KWA showcase. We literally had like 80 wrestlers from all two the sold US, out shows, California. ladies and gentlemen. Two sold out shows. Two sold out nights, Friday and yeah. Saturday. We had guys from California, Oklahoma, Texas, Missouri, Nebraska, Florida, all the way over into Florida. I mean, it was New York. We had guys from New York, and they all came right here to Hutchinson, Kansas, for two amazing nights. Sean Lau was one of those guys, you know. This whole event was meant for us to scout talent and find out who the next big star is going to be. And Sean Lau came out and made a huge lasting impression on many of us. And that's why we wanted to invite Sean back in. Uh, he's doing big things down in Top of Texas right now. Uh, for those of you that want to, go check out Sean Lau, check out Top of Texas. A lot of great things going down there right now. There's, there's one other thing, and then I'm, I'm going to let somebody else talk, but uh, I, I went to your two uh, Perry Championship Wrestling's uh, Facebook page, and I saw a promo by a guy named Thorn the Hunter, and it seems like he is about ready to kill this guy named Christian Temple. Like, it seems like oh, Christian Temple is, like, really messed up, and this dude is, like, really going to, like, kill him. <laughs> So you're bringing up a little bit of a sore subject here. So <laughs> Thorn the Hunter, this guy has been a pain in my ass for two years now. He came in, he thought he was going to make a huge mark and, and, and take what is his. And the guy did great. And don't get me wrong, a wonderful talent. He is. But he was going up against my boy, Dallas K. Mm. And you don't bet against my boy. You never do. So Thorne came out, he did what he did, and you know what? My arm, still a little sore. It was stuck up in a chair. He smashed it between two chairs, and again, he's going to get what's coming to him this week, or in two weeks, July 24th, in PCW. We got a little surprise for Thorne. But again, I will give the devil his due. The man is an amazing talent, doing huge things down in Oklahoma, and for as much as I despise him, I got to put him over. There you go. All right, Renee, uh, John, whoever has next questions, go ahead. I got you. Well, JP, I'm going to jump in here with a quick one to give you an opportunity to gather your paper. So, Adam, first things first, this show that we did about two months ago with the IWA, uh, uh, um, yep. you know, 
or not acronyms in my head. AIWF. Uh, shout out to Matt Creed, great friend of the show. Um, just an awesome guy. How did that partnership happen? Because I know the KWA is, can, is starting to gain notoriety throughout the country. I know we talk about it uh, fairly frequently here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. And, you know, humbly, I'll say that we are heard across the country in over 40 countries uh, up to this point in our career this far. So I hope and Amazing. I would like to think that we've at least played a little part in kind of helping spread the word. But how did that connection actually happen? I know, um, you know, uh, Billy's got something to do with it. I know, uh, you know, Blade. A shout out to him and, and his recovery has got a little bit of something to do with that. But tell us kind of what part you played and how it came together on your end. So basically, you know, PCW and XWE formed the KWA. Um, XWE was already a part of the AIWF. When PCW joined, Billy was like, Adam, you guys got to hook up with them. It's a great uh, group that that's just going to benefit the promotion, especially a young up and coming promotion like we were right. at the time. And I just, not that I didn't want to join, but I just kept putting it off and putting it off, and putting it off. I was like, you know what? We'll get to it eventually. Honestly, I felt like PCW wasn't in a position to where we brought something to the table at that point. We were brand new. I wanted to come to Matt and be like, this is what we have to offer. This is PCW before we joined. And so last year, uh, with everything that happened with the pandemic, Matt sent out a message uh, to myself and Billy. He was talking about wanting to do these showcase events once everything opened up. Well, Salina hadn't fully lifted all the restrictions yet. And as you guys know, they didn't have a venue in Salina at that time last year because the hotel closed down. And so Billy's like, look, bro, if this is something you want to do, let's go for it. But we're probably going to have to do it in Hutch. I said, hey, no problem. So we had a great relationship with our venue. We talked to them. We had two nights. Hit map. Actually, it started with one night. Um, we were going to do a Saturday night, and that was it. I booked the Saturday. I got back with Billy. Billy forwarded that info to Matt. And then uh, <laughs> one night after a few too many of these, I'm like, <laughs> Billy, let's do two nights, bro. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, to hell with it. If we're going to do it, if we're going to come back, let's come back big. And so I reached out to the venue. They had the Friday night open. We booked it, and uh, <laughs> the rest is history, so to speak. Dude, no, awesome. And how, how can I tell you, like, how honored I was and privileged I was to be the ring announcer that night? Uh, somebody, I don't know if it was Jeremy White or one of those guys that kind of ran in and ran out. I was kind of teasing them in the ring. I said, I said, you know who's getting the most ring time tonight, right? And kind of looked up at me and said, <laughs> I said, me. I'm the ring announcer, baby. <laughs> right. A couple of boys awesome. had a <laughs> laugh about that. Uh, and I sure as hell enjoyed it. But um, before I go on with my line of questioning, I got to throw it over to my man, Hardcore Hoss, who is a fan from afar, believe it or not. Even people in Virginia and West Virginia know about PCW, Adam. I don't know if you knew that. John and Joe are actually over on the Eastern Panhandle, and even they've heard of you. So I don't know if you know that your promotion and the KWA is starting to kind of make waves, but it's it's spreading. So I'll throw it to John on that note. John, what do you got for Adam Pena tonight? Sorry about that. Um, so I was wondering about uh, about your uh, sound pro- signature sound productions. Can you tell us a little sure. bit about that one? The, the where you started with that one. 
So, you know, kind of like Renee uh, in my introduction talked about how I started off in the music industry. So in 2014, um, I started along with a good friend of mine, Mike Clares, uh, a company called Signature Sound Entertainment. So Mike ran a bar here in Hutchinson and we were starting to book live music. And so I got in and I was booking, it started off, you know, local bands, then it got further. I started going with some regional touring bands and then some national touring bands. I mean, there was a few bands that fell through the cracks, but there's a lot of bands that we booked that are on the radio now that are getting play on XM Octane, uh, Saul out of Iowa, uh, Dead Horse Trauma. They're no longer together, but Widow Seven uh, is a band. Uh, Hemlock, I mean, mainly rock and metal, but we branched out into the red dirt and a little bit of hip hop. We had some comedy. Um, later on, we added a third partner to Signature Sound, which was Mitch Bass, who was my partner in PCW. And, you know, we were running strong for many years. It went from where we were just not only booking in Hutch, but we were booking shows in Wichita and Garden and Dodge and Newton and all over the state of Kansas. Uh, there were even a few handful of bands that we were helping do national tours where we would book their, their route, you know, from, let's just say, for example, they're going from California and they're going to end up, you know, somewhere on the East Coast. And we would help book their dates along the way. Mm. Some of the names you mentioned there, they're, they're pretty good bands and stuff. So um, which, which one of your passions between wrestling and music, which one do you seem to, uh, to take two more? Oh, good question. Wrestling, (laughs) hands down. I mean, as many of us, I've been a wrestling fan since since I knew what pro wrestling was. You know, I remember watching it when I was a young kid, probably five or six. Uh, my, mm-hmm. my dad would go to work. My mom would go to work. They would take me and drop me off at my, my grandma's house. He would babysit me, and I would watch wrestling with my uncle and my older cousins. And it just it grew from there. I mean, there, there isn't even a picture of me, and I, we were making fun of it because I posted it on Facebook a couple of days ago. But me and my cousins, uh, we, we were standing on my stairs as a kid, and, you know, had my tidy whities on and they were pulled up, you know, to my belly button. And uh, my wife asked me, why did you wear your underwear like that? And I said, because that's how the big wrestlers wore their tights. They oh, over the belly up. button. Yeah. yeah. And so I thought, <laughs> hey, that's how you're supposed to wear them, you know. And uh, so I-, I love music. I have a deep, deep passion for music. Um, I play instruments myself. I don't know if you can see my guitars back there. Um, I play piano and other things. And like I said, I love music, but wrestling, if, if I had to give one up, I couldn't give up wrestling. It's its its right here, you know? <laughs> Adam, it's okay. Renee still wears his underwear up to his belly button. <laughs> my wife likes it. You know what we call it? We call it the tantara. <laughs> Another George Lopez reference. <laughs> Right. That's good shit right there. Well, let me jump in here too. Um, because I know I've got a series of questions and I want to start with something a little personal. So, and, and John did a great job of asking a personal question. So I'm always interested. I know you're a family man and a career man. How do you balance it all? Like wrestling, family, your career. It's a tough challenge. I know I frequently find myself kind of like in a conundrum. Okay, this Saturday I've got this, but we've got that. And you might have to be stretching like, I, sometimes I wish I was Naruto and I could shadow clone myself. 
but it's not so easy, right? How do you find a way to kind of balance those three very important aspects of your life? Man, it's tough. It really is. Um, you know, obviously, I, the nine to five, you got to take care of it because that's what pays the bills and puts the food on the table. Um, the one thing, and honestly, it, it took me a little while to, to figure this out because I've been doing this for, like you said, about seven years now. And in the beginning, I wasn't the best at balancing my time. And, you know, I learned real quick that if you don't balance your time right, you know, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Yeah, so the, wives, why, the wives always go over. <laughs> yeah, that's rule number one of the Wrestle Talk podcast. The wives must go over every time. Yes. And so the biggest thing that I did, and and you may not have saw it at the AIWF show because it was so hectic, but I incorporate my family into each and one of these, every one of these shows. So when you show up to one of our shows, you're going to see my daughter at the door taking ticket money. My boys are going to be setting up chairs, cleaning up the aisles, serving concessions. My wife works the merchandise table, handles the money at the end of the night. Um, when it comes to the wrestling, I incorporate my family into it. It's, it's, it's a family business. It really is. And other than that, I just, I know, okay, Monday night's wrestling night. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, family night. We do whatever we do. Friday and Saturday, kind of a little bit of free time. But the best way I could explain it is just incorporate the family into as much of it as, as they're comfortable with doing. Dude, that's awesome. I, I gave that uh, uh, that major key to my man Joey up there. I know he was having a little bit of a hard time. I said, bro, if your girl's giving you too much of a hard time, bring her with you. Make her part of it, right. and hopefully, right, Joey? Exactly. Has that worked out pretty well for you, bro? Oh, yeah. Kind of making yeah. her a part of the deal? Yeah, I, uh, like I said, man, when I started selling merchandise, I, uh, I I would have her sell my uh, merchandise and stuff. But I still have merchandise. <laughs> yeah, there you go, Joey. Well, that, to me, that's what it's all about, right? Like, you take something that tends to be a passion of yours, and you incorporate the people that you love the most – and then it becomes that much more fulfilling because not is it, it it's no longer just a hobby like something dad does. Now it's kind of like a family business, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, you know, my, my kids love it. My uh, my son, Antonio, he's also a huge wrestling fan, a little bit more so than my other son, Armando. But Antonio will come up to me and he'll be like, Dad, so he plays WWE 2K and, and he kind of runs his own promotion on there. And he's like, Dad, I got this idea. And he'll like lay out the storyline. And honestly, there's been a few times he's hit me with some ideas and I'm like, holy crap, bro. I was like, I'm going to use this at PCW. And there's a few angles that it, that's actually happened on. Nice. That's actually pretty cool. Oh, oh man. All right, guys, sorry about that. My, my connection went bad for just a half a second, but I appreciate you sharing that, Adam. I, I was able to hear everything. So uh, the other thing that I was curious about was what made you make the decision because not everybody's got the resources and the time to just go out and start a pro wrestling promotion. So were you a wrestler previously? Were you a manager? Did you just have friends who loved wrestling? Like what kind of were some of the, the key moments and aspects of your life coming up that, that kind of resulted in you becoming a promoter, which a lot of people would argue with me, but I think it's one of the most difficult jobs in the world because you're trying to appease so many people. You're usually working with a fairly limited budget and then let's not even get into venues, right? <laughs> so it's a tough gig and it's, it doesn't pay very well. And, and the reward is just the satisfaction of being a part of growing professional wrestling. But I'm curious, from your perspective, how did you get to that point where you're like, you know what, this might just be for me? 
So, oh, this is about six years ago, maybe five years ago. Um, again, I was already in the music scene. I was doing things. We were at a high point with the music. And being involved in music, my good friend, Colton Alexander, uh, was in several bands that we booked. At that time, Colton had just started training uh, with XWE and, and all them people. And so he knew I was a wrestling fan. You know, we'd get together on, on pay-per-views and everything and, and meet up with our buddy Tom and watch the pay-per-views. And then one day Colton's like, hey, man, he's like, I'm doing this wrestling thing. And I was like, you know, that's pretty cool. I'd like to check out a show sometime, you know. At that point, it had been, God, it had been years since I'd been to a, an indie show. Um, so we went out. We went to one of the shows. I got to talking to the promoter. Uh, you know, we started spitballing some ideas. And the guy was like, you know what? You got some pretty good ideas here. Have you, you thought about getting involved in the business? And, and so I said, you know what? I'm, We'll give it a shot. I started off more so on the sound and production side, um, okay. you know, because I had coming from the music industry, I wanted indie shows. And if you watch a PCW event, you'll see how this ties into it. I wanted, which any good promoter wants this. I wanted our shows, even though you're only spending 10 bucks and you're not seeing some of the big names. I want all of our fans to come to our shows and feel like they're at a WWE or AEW event. That's why our, we have the lights. We got the sound. We got everything. That was one thing I wanted to make sure we had in PCW. And so, again, I started working with these other promotions. I hooked up with um, Derek Ellis, who's a great, great wrestling mind. I know he gets a lot of heat in Salina, but the, the man has one of the best wrestling minds in the state of Kansas. Uh, we worked with him for a little bit. Things just didn't quite work out there. Uh, we went our own ways peacefully. Um, I was then introduced to Dan Adams. Uh, Dan is a legend in the Kansas area and even further all throughout the Midwest. And we started working with Dan in Total Action Zone Wrestling. We did a lot of great things with him. I learned a lot. Um, but there was a certain individual that was running in the area that kind of sabotaged us. Um, I'm not even going to mention his name. Everybody knows who he is in, in our area. He's got a mohawk. Um, not worth mentioning because I don't like all the negativity. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, anyway, <laughs> but anyways, uh, Taz was going great. Uh, we had Abyss. We had a, a couple big names come in and do some shows. Uh, through Dan, I also met uh, Shane Sanders and some of the other guys that we worked with. And mm -hmm. uh, again, Taz folded. And at that point, I was already kind of working on an idea. I had an idea. I, I didn't have a name or anything like that. But uh, I had some graphics drawn up and, and designed. And when Taz folded, I went to Mitch and my buddy Mike and some of the other workers that we were, uh, had a relationship with. And I said, you know what, guys? I'm tired of, of getting our hopes up, thinking this project's going to be fruitful. It's going to be, you know, long lasting. And then somebody dropping the ball or for whatever reason, something failing. I said, so I got an idea. I showed them all my logos that I had designed. I had been sitting on th these logos for about a year and a half. You know, I was waiting. And uh, when that time came, I said, this is it. We're going to do it. I told them the idea. They're like, let's give it a shot. You know, we, we got the knowledge. We got the connections. Um, let's just go for it. And we ran our first show in Newton. And it, it went great. We had a great turnout. And that just lit the fire under me. And I said, you know what? To hell with it. We're going all the way. I'm 100% invested. Let's just run with it and see what we can do. And over the last going on four years now, 
Uh, we've had a lot of improvements, a lot of success, and I'm just super excited. I got some new people on the team now, Steven Anzo. Uh, he is I'm lucky I got a hold of him. Uh, become a great friend of mine. Uh, he had done a lot of work with Jerry Bostick and World Class down in Oklahoma. Yeah, they're getting um, ready to run in of, Wichita again, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. They're going to be running back up here at the Cotillion. Uh, Anzo, I know, is reaching out uh, and probably going to work with them on that event. Nice. And, uh, you know, we got the right people in place now. And we got the, the partnership with XWE Forum. Because that was the other big thing that – the wrestling scene here in Kansas was everybody was fighting. Nobody wanted to do this. Nobody wanted to work together. And actually Billy's brother, uh, Chris, the voice introduced Billy and myself one night at the rusty needle and sat us down. And he said, you guys, he's like, Billy's got a long lasting reputation. You know, Salina has a phenomenal crowd. And he's like, Adam's getting ready to come up and do this thing. He's like, you guys should work together. And me and Billy got to talking. We, we believed in a lot of the same values. We had the same vision. Um, Billy's with XWE, you know, they're a little bit more family oriented. Uh, PCW is as well. But as you've seen at some of our shows, and especially this last one, we're a little bit edgier. Uh, we had kind of our first dipping our toe into a death match between Rim and Justin Gray. Um, and that was amazing. Um, so like I said, we're, we're two different flavors of ice cream with PCW and XWE, but we blend well and we share the same vision. And we're hoping we can get the rest of the state on board. Cause like you said, Kansas has a lot to offer. We just haven't been given the rub yet. And so instead of waiting for it to happen, we're going to put ourselves out there. We're going to give ourselves the, the platform we need to put the whole you know, Midwest and everybody else on notice of what we got to offer right here in Kansas. Yeah, you know, I know a guy who ran a show like two years ago in December and did a pretty decent job. Um, if he would ever get off his fucking ass and get that promotion going again, <laughs> maybe you'd have a partner in Kansas be. City as well. I wonder who that could be. Some fat Mexican guy. <laughs> Can't remember his name. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, well, you know, I asked you that question. Right, what would you say, Adam? I'll say, you know how it goes. You know, running these events, it, it's time consuming. You know, it really is. And it's taxing on the family. If, if things yeah. aren't worked out the way that you have them, and this is me being, you know, breaking that, that fourth wall or whatever. If things aren't well in that department, then the business side of it just takes a big hit, and it it can be tough. It can be taxing. I'll say that much. All right, so here here, we're gonna do this. I've got a couple of names. Most of it is like talent. Just kind of give me your general thoughts, kind of quick fire. And I'm going to start off with a guy that I know we're both friends with and big fans of. And he actually just happened to have a match with Joey, none other than Madman Pondo. Ooh. Do you know who I'm talking about, Joey? Uh, I might. I just might. Okay, I'll give it, I'll give it to you just to be safe. Adam Pena, give me your thoughts on Remington Roar. Boom! Yes! <laughs> and I've said this before, maybe not to Rim, but strap a rocket to the guy's back because he's going to the moon. I'm telling you right now, give him a year to two years, and he yep. will be a national name. I, that, that's exactly what, what Main Man Pondo said. Main Man Pondo made the comment, <laughs> and years. he said, he said, rest up, 
He said, because you're about to be very, very, very busy. <laughs> he is. Imagine, bro, yeah, a Akira versus Remington Roar. Because we just uh, had Akira on the show right? like two weeks ago. Yeah. I could definitely see Rem yeah. traveling. All right, next name. It's going to throw you a little bit for a curveball here. Tommy Snow. Tommy Snow. I got a lot of love for Tommy, man. Um, I I think it was at Pratt. I think it was right either it was his retirement show it was a or a show before and he pulled me aside and honestly i didn't think he knew who i was you know i had met him in passing we never sat and had an in-depth conversation and the words that that man spit to me it, it, it was the gospel i mean i i admired tommy Straight game. i i yes yes and i got nothing but love and respect for that man Well, you know what? I know we all do. Uh, I was at his retirement match show. or um, It was something special, man. And to see the reverence that guys have for somebody like that, who no one outside of Kansas probably has any idea who it is. Like, all of us know who it is. And that's good That's good oh. enough for us. Now, Absolutely. this may be a name that you don't recognize, and he recently passed away, but I'm going to take a shot in the dark here. Brandon Gomez. Brandon. So I didn't get to I, – I met Brandon. He came out to a couple of our shows. I never made it out to his show. Um, when we expanded the KWA, they were one of the first promotions we brought on. And I, it's kind of funny because when I first had some conversations with Brandon, um, you know, my, my shoot job is I, I sell cars. I work at Allen Samuels. And when Brandon lived in Texas, he worked for the same company. And so we kind of started that. That started our conversation. That's and, uh, you know, the man had had some great ideas. He had a great mind for the business. It, it, it really is a shame. You know, he's one of those guys that just was taken away from us way too early. And, uh, you know, I really hope uh, they get that promotion up and going again and, and, you know, keep the man's dream alive. Yeah, I sure hope so, too, and uh, people always are going to have criticisms, but for him and the rest of the boys over there, uh, Mike and uh, and Tomas, to have the courage to even try it in a fairly volatile mm-hmm. market, um, oh, yeah. I admire them, and I appreciate them giving me the opportunity to do what I did in terms of doing commentary for them. I, it was a lot of fun. Uh, maybe MEW will come back one day. Maybe it won't. But I know that um, the memory of Brandon Gomez will stay with us for a very, very long time. Uh, last question for you, man, because uh, I know we're up against the time here, and I want to make sure that I respect it because I know you're a busy guy. Um, when it comes to the sport of professional wrestling, you've had the opportunity to work as a promoter. You've obviously been a fan. Is there something that you're looking to accomplish in the sport? Is it leaving legacy? Is it making a boatload of money? Is it seeing your friends be successful, or is it like a combination of all those things? But I want to maybe hear from your own words. You know, money has nothing to do with it, nothing at all. Um, I've told my guys, you know, I've, I've paid. There's been shows, and I'm sure you can relate to this. There's been shows where I came out of pocket to make sure people were paid and nobody went home empty-handed. And that that's just my business ethic, and I think there's plenty out there, but there should be more people that think that way. Honestly, and I say this on our uh, PCW locker room page, 
I want to be able to give these young up and coming guys a platform to get noticed. I want guys like Remington Ward. I want somebody to watch our IWTV channel and see Rim and be like, holy crap, who's this guy? Where can I learn more about him? How can I book him? I, I want to give them, the, the, like I said, the platform to get noticed. You know, that's why we finally produce our, our TV product so that when people watch it, you know, it adds to the already great entering ability that these guys have or the promo skills or whatever it is. I just want to emphasize it and push them out there. Justin Gray, Rim War, Dallas K, Shane Sanders. I mean, Chris Vale. There's ooh, so ooh, much. Let, let, me put you, let me put you in a corner here. All right. Because this is Wrestle Talk and we like to bring the real. You've named a lot of great guys. Give me some great female talent coming out of the Midwest that you know of. Because you're a promoter. You're the one that's always fishing for that great talent. Can you give us a couple of names that maybe we should be on the lookout for? So coming out of Midwest, I'm, I'm looking at Colorado, Texas, Oklahoma, all this area here. So if you want some names to watch, Danny B., if you hadn't heard of her, uh, down in Texas, I believe, does a lot of Texas and Oklahoma. We're working on bringing her up here to Kansas. Danny B., uh, Jim, Jim and I. Yes. Uh, let's see. Another one, you know, raw, but still got something going. And I believe she's from the KC area. Uh, Amber, uh, we had her at, at the Amber showcase. Amber yeah. I, I, you know, again, she still needs some work, needs to be polished, but I could see the potential there. Uh, let's see, Danny. Oh, oh, from Colorado. Just recently won the WWX uh, United States Women's Championship. Lilith Grimm. If you hadn't been following her, girl. you better jump on that train. <laughs> she that scared me more than the dudes at the AIWF slash KWA show. Like, yeah. I was the ring announcer, and, like, you know, a lot of awesome talent, right, coming in and out of there. Bob Evans was there. A lot of great – dude, she mm-hmm. scared me more than anybody <laughs> when she came I'm out. I'm telling you, ring. she's another one. If we want to talk about people that are going to be uh, with NXT or Impact, Ring of Honor, MLW, whatever the promotion is at that next level is, she's on her way as well. I guarantee, again, one to two years, and she'll be there. I agree, and I'll throw one more in there, Uh, Stormy Renee. Stormy Renee, another great talent. Um, God, we had the – the first match between her and Drake Gallows. Uh, we booked that a couple of years back. And when I booked that match, everybody was Drake's like, such what a great are heel. you doing? God, Drake is so yeah. good. Yeah, you know, he is. Billy, Billy came unglued. He's like, bro, he's like, I never challenge your booking. He's like, but you can't do this match. You can't do this match. Aaron Helms, so many of the guys were like, dude, you can't do this. Reason being, because they tried some intergender stuff in Salina, and the crowd didn't like it. Again, very family-oriented crowd. Right. But I was like, you know what? I was like, I got to do this. I just, I got to try it. I said, if anybody is going to protect Stormy, it'll be Drake. Drake can, can do his job. And so we did that match, and for the first 30 seconds, the crowd was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? This is weird. <laughs> and then when yeah, and then Stormy started her comeback, and they lost their shit. The crowd loved it. Still, yeah. to this day, I say, out of all the matches that I've booked, that right there was probably the biggest pop that we've ever had. There you go, man. Take a chance on a great young talent like Stormy Renee, and good things happen, bro. All right, well, before exactly. we go, 
we have one last very important bit of business to discuss. And I would be remiss if we didn't do that. I'm actually going to do a little bit of a screen share here. Adam, look at the image and tell me what comes to mind when you see it, all right? Boom. There it is. Tell us, baby. What do we got to know about takeoff? Takeoff 4 is going to be a huge event. We have all the favorite talent there, but there's going to be something, something very, very special. Christian Temple's very first title defense with the Tornado Alley Championship. He may have one opponent. He may have two opponents. He might have 11. So the Holy only shit. way you're going to find out is if you show up July 24th, the Baker Ballroom in Hutchinson, Kansas, for takeoff <laughs> four, unrestricted. There it is, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Well, Joe, John, Adam, I think we've done a fantastic job of covering a lot of different topics in about 40 minutes. I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to ask your final questions. I'll ask my final question, and we'll go ahead and uh, get into the closeout segment where I believe you, Adam Pena, get an opportunity to step into the squared circle and do a little bit of trivia against yours truly, the Night Owl. One-on-one -on -one uh -oh. with the Night Owl, your first time here. Are you game? I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, Joe, John, any uh, questions you guys uh, have before we get into the game show challenge? My only question is, at the end of the day, what do you hope that the fans get out of a PCW show? When they leave the PCW show, what do you hope the fans get out of it? It's a great question, Joe. I hope when, when they walk out of the doors of the venue – they're, first of all, just awestruck by the fast-paced variety of action they saw. They're going to come to a PCW show. They're going to get some high-flying, you know, spot stuff. They're going to get some traditional technical wrestling. They're going to get some hardcore, some deathmatch, some comedy. They're going to get a variety of everything, and they're going to go home knowing that that $15 they spent was well worth it. There you go. Best answer ever. Hi, right, Ross. What you got? Well, I appreciate that, John. Well, let's go ahead and do this. I know you got some music you want to play for us, JP. Let's go ahead and do it as we get into tonight's, actually, episode 354's edition of the Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Let's get it on. All right. Welcome to this week's installment of the world famous Wrestle Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's scheduled contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls. Our contestants are Adam Pina and the Wrestle Talk Podcast's very own. The night owl, Renee Martinez. In a few moments, I will ask you three questions about a particular professional wrestling topic. Whenever you think you know the answer, just shout it out. Tonight's contest category is titled WWF slash WWE Hall of Famers. I will give information about three professional wrestling personalities who are in the WWF slash WWE Hall of Fame. 
When you think you know the answer, all you have to do is just shout it out. That's all you have to do. The, the first person to win two falls will win tonight's contest. So all you have to do is just shout it out. I'll give you some some uh, uh, hints, and all you have to do is just shout out who you think that it is. All right. Adam, cool. Now, but Joe, before you go on, yes. I do want to make sure I do this because I know Adam needs a moment to kind of get with his trainer. I got I got to make sure I get myself together mentally for this. Um, again, guys, a huge shout out to the NWO, uh, the NWA for coming back to the chase. And then also out of the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame, huge shout out to them again. Uh, they're going to have their induction ceremony on July 31st, 2021 at the Tri-County Community Center in Pacific, Missouri. Uh, inductees have all been on the show. The Giant Assassin, Mr. Big, Ron Powers, Cowboy Bob Orton, and, of course, Rough Cut Rick Ruby. Make sure you guys check them out. Follow the Independent uh, Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame on Facebook and tell them the Wrestle Talk podcast sent you. Wanted to get that out there. Make sure that uh, everybody was aware. We talking to Hall of Fame here, so I thought I'd uh, bring that up with just one more time. With that said, Joey, let's go ahead and get on to the challenge, baby, because I'm ready to take on the proprietor of Prairie Championship Wrestling, the one and only Adam Pena. All right, question number one. This late WWF Hall of Famer was the first WWF Intercontinental Champion. Honky Tonk Man. Pat Patterson. (laughs) Pat Patterson is correct. Renee, the Night Owl Martinez has gotten the first all right, here you go. Question number two. This wrestling manager is a 2005 Hall of Fame. He Heenan. managed, huh? Nope, not Heenan. He managed <laughs> such. He is known for having a megaphone. He Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart is correct. Adam got the got that point first. It is tied up. It's down. That was close. <laughs> right here. This wrestler, this wrestling announcer, was inducted to the Our Hall of, No. To the WWE Hall of Fame. You can see him every Wednesday night as Jim part Ross. of it. Jim Ross is correct, but oh. here is the thing. Tonight we have this next question. Is for all of the marbles. What? Next question. Hey, you did this every time. Next question is for all of wait, the wait, marbles. Wait, wait, wait. We got to give the appropriate amount of time for this drop. I'm sorry. Right, right, you know what? It's fine. And you know what? I'd like a job at PCW in the future. So for the sake of my employment, I'm willing to go into an all for nothing. One last question. Let's do it. Here you go. This wrestler is a 2010 Hall of Famer. In the past few weeks, he has been seen on WWE programming, crowning a new million dollar. Million dollar. is correct. Adam Pina has won the podcast King Chef Challenge. Renee, you had it that close. And at the end, Adam was able to knock it out in one, two, three. Congratulations, Adam Pina. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. Oh, God. And I believe we have music for that. Oh. <laughs> 
All right, enough of that. All I got to say is, uh, out of respect to my man Flex, I'll give him credit. Um, but who booked this shit? I mean, seriously, Joe, you screwed me. What the hell? It is what it is. It is what it is, you lucky son of a gun. You How lucky you live in West Virginia. <laughs> I'm going to kill you right now. All right. Well, before we close out tonight's show, we got two very important bits of business. Number one, Adam, welcome as the newest member of the Wrestle Talk family. Promise us you'll come back again. Yes, sir. Awesome. Number Anytime. two, what do people got to know about you? But more importantly, Prairie Championship Wrestling. Where can they follow you on social? How do they keep tabs on you? Let us know. Facebook is. Prairie Championship Wrestling on Facebook, uh, Prairie Championship or PCW Kansas on Instagram, PCW Kansas on YouTube, uh, Prairie Championship Wrestling on IWTV. Check us out. We're going to be uploading a whole bunch of brand new content on IWTV and YouTube really soon. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Another great guest for episode 354 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Let's go ahead and make a little noise for the one and only Adam. All right, Adam, any final thoughts, man? Any closing statements you want to make here before we close out this episode? No, nah, man, just uh, super glad that I got to do this with y'all tonight. I uh, hope to be back sometime. And uh, again, Keep pro wrestling alive. Make it great in 2021 and 2022 because we ain't going nowhere. We're going to the moon. That's the only place, baby. Higher and higher. Adam Pena, Hardcore Hoss, Nightmare Jones, The Night Owl, thanking you for tuning in to episode 354 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. If you're crazy enough to want more of this crazy bullshit, go over to WrestleTalkPodcast.com. For Wrestle Talk Podcast content 24-7. Prairie Championship Wrestling, the FWWC Wrestle Talk Podcast, doing big things. I hope y'all ready for money in the bank, because we sure as hell are. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's the end of tonight's show, and we will catch you next week. Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Good night. Peace.